Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, This week's episode is Reed Appleby. He's one of my teammates on Gossip Badge. And yeah, one of my good friends. Uh, We had a fun time sitting down, just getting weird with it. Uh, So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Check out all our friends, Trash Bang on YouTube, Orbital Music Park, uh, DJ Schnoy, and RVA Podcast Network. Uh, If you want to make a podcast, hit me up. And I will see what I can do for you. All right. Let's get right on the episode. I think I feel good. Well, I feel good about my choices, at least. The two. Well, you don't know your mystery beer. I know so. the mystery beer. Well, do you want to do that one first? Yeah, you want. I'm ready. It is. Which one did you not ask for? Not even this. I think it's, it's the Hardywood. Oh, Hardywood pills. Oh, the Hardywood pills in the classic uh, green. Label. Yes. yes. I'm a fan. This is actually a, good, a great choice. What a great mystery beer. Uh, well, I've been trying to make a habit of introducing everyone. Uh, Are we going? Oh, uh, we're well, we've been going. Uh, would you get, while I was in the bathroom? No. Oh. <laughs> you just added yourself for being a bathroom yeah, well, person. That's fine. That's fine. As, are some people not bathroom people? I don't know. Maybe uh, some people actually. If I'm if I'm determining what bathroom people means, uh, some people aren't bathroom people. Some people don't use the bathroom when they come over here to do the show. Some people. Oh, so we are. Oh, I see. You're saying they're scared to use the bathroom. Some people are scared to use the bathroom. Yeah, oh, this is good. <laughs> Great start. Bathroom talk. Too. Well, I mean, it's, is that, has this already been covered? No, I want, I, bring, I, I want to talk, I want to talk about subjects no one's covered yet. Well, other than the fact that on Taylor's first episode, I think if it was like I, I left in the part with him peeing, and you could hear it. It was so close <laughs> to the mic. Super awkward. But it was like it was like in, my, in an old apartment, and it was one of the funniest things. And I remember getting more messages about that than I think anything else I've ever done on the show. Oh my God, great episode, <laughs> great a great yeah. opener. <laughs> the part I actually listened to, uh, but you read. Um, I am Reed. I read Appleby, and we know each other from Gossip Badge. We are on the same improv team. I don't know, other than because I had the the Josh and Lauren on, and I think uh-huh. we probably talked a lot about Gossip Badge. Yeah, something? I had that ah, sweet, sweet angel tag babies. team. Yeah. Well, I thought it, I thought it would be appropriate. I thought it would be like a thing. Do I need that, to talk into the mic? Oh uh, yeah, I saw you look at that. Uh-huh. I'm I'm making a point to face it just oh, so okay. I get better audio. Uh, sure, but actually, so <clears throat> I've been having so much. Uh, it is it is a it is a thing in my life, and I thought this this can tie in creatively if we if we choose to take it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always held back by either my misunderstanding or or my, my misunderstanding of technology or like oh. <laughs> um, be an esoteric comment. My, I'm held my back by my misunderstanding. misunderstanding. No, my, my, I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm always doing the right thing when it comes to technology, but I always end up messing up. I can never get audio to work just so. So anyway, so it's something that holds me back. Um, There's always a little. So I, I just switched to these mics, and these ones should be perfect for catching audio. Just as long as it's uh, the dot, the red dot is not blinking and facing you, you should be good. All right. Well, then I am good. I think. Perfect. Well, um, do you ever feel like you're being held back? When you, when, in your creative in, pursuits? In my creative pursuits? Okay, so again, the, the idea behind the show is 
We can talk about literally anything. Sure. But I'm always going to start with a, uh, a creative, creative aspect okay. and let us go from Dwell. There. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Or delve. Delve. Uh, so the main things I do for creativity are, well, now just improv. I used to, so I, I, we were talking about music earlier, guitar. I played trumpet for close to 10 years. Really? Uh-huh. Why'd you stop? Uh, so I played into college a little bit, but I wasn't a music major. So I just kind of lost time. I didn't really, I had a small jazz group that I was into, but as I got further and further into college, I got busier and busier with different aspects. I joined an improv group that kind of took over that Mm -hmm. kind of creative aspect. So I I guess I didn't really not need, but I, I didn't have time for two artistic outputs or I guess I didn't want to be into but um I always say it's funny I tell my friends that (laughs) my favorite part of music was like jazz which is heavily influenced by improvisational music and then Mm -hmm. I got into improv comedy Mm -hmm. so I guess I like the arts that are spontaneous and also now I have to like do a ton of I'm not very good at memorizing things. Mm-hmm. Line work. So, yeah, line work or in music, like just memorizing music. So it's very – I like it when I don't have to memorize anything. Sure. Well, I feel like that's uh, that's definitely a thing also kind of that I like about it where with the more improv- improvisational, I guess, aspect, um, you, you kind of develop your own style. It's like you're writing your own pieces, but you're just not remembering what they are. Kind of – and and that's the fun part, I guess, is like not having to practice the same thing over and over again. Get to practice new things all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, back when I was doing like concert band in sixth grade, you play the same thing over and over and over and over again to practice. And if you hate the piece, you're kind of stuck with it <laughs> for the rest of like this and semester or whatever, forever long you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I agree with you. Like, but th- I've also thought that's really sad with improv specifically that. There are tons of sets that I've done in my life, whether pr- during practice or at a show, that I just will never remember again. Uh, like, yeah. like I can think of certain sets that were really good, but I know I've done good sets that I forgot. You I know? know I've had laughs that I don't remember what I said. Right. Or, I mean, that's when you do, that's when you uh, you get into the area of like recording and then maybe writing sketches based on your improv. Uh, I think that's a really fun thing. Yeah. No, I I haven't really done much sketch work. Either. Making a sketch cost now, so. Oh, are you? Yeah. At fun. Coalition? Mm-hmm. With uh, Matt McHugh. Is it... It started? Yeah. Okay. It's like we're like halfway through. Are we... Are those for company members for you to take? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't say that too loud into the mic. <laughs> it's mostly... Okay. Uh, yeah, you can take those classes. Okay. You, you should. The sketch is... It's good. Well, I'm running out of time as a company member. With... Uh-oh. Don't run out of only time. Only two more shows. Uh, how do you feel about that? About only having two more shows? Well, I mean, bomb, improv, improv is already, yeah, me too. Uh, improv is already like a... Jonathan's like, can't wait to, can't wait to ditch Reed. <laughs> well, that is our first order of business yeah. once, we don't have to, once we don't have to hang on to you. Yeah, it's, it's only having me on for... I guess that's the thing with, with like, uh, improv, where it's like, it's an art that goes away, but also, like... I guess the aspect of, like, the teams or, like, thinking, I think someone, w- I was talking with uh, Matt Newman and Reggie Pace, and they were talking about the idea of improv troops 
or groups being similar to bands and music. Like groups. like rock band like group like Well just like you play with people and then sometimes it lasts a while and uh, and then you add new me- if you look on like a Wikipedia article of like Sure or you like know, the strokes, I'm sure it's like twenty well not a bad example, I feel like some, the same group, but yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. Some yeah. people play like you get I guess real lucky and you find the people that you play like you're just really good with for it, sure. for a long time. Um and you just keep playing together. Like, Middle Management would be a good example. Like, that's a band that's been going forever. Yeah, yeah, Because they, they play good music. But but in a way, it's just like, you, you played a little bit of jazz. Like, you get that idea. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think I'm better at improv comedy than I am at music improv. Sure. I wasn't very good at the improv aspect of jazz. I love the big band. I love both of it. I just wasn't very good at improv, mm-hmm. improvising, because there's so much music theory behind it. I guess not too dissimilar to, like, an improv theory, but it's like we're learning a new language, essentially, you know? Um, And I guess not having the time to commit to getting better at it. Yeah, I mean, I thought I'd be a music major in college, or uh, before college, but I realized I didn't practice nearly enough to, like, actually... I I guess I didn't love it enough. Like, I really liked it, but I think I liked it because I tended to be good at it, but I didn't practice enough. I was good at playing trumpet, but I don't think i loved it enough to like actively pursue but i didn't practice like every day right they wanted you to like fill out these time sheets and do like yeah like the band like the band director was like make sure to fill out these practice sheets with how that. much do they want you to do a day well i think in high school they stopped doing that but because they were like thought you're mature enough to do it on your own but they wanted at least 30 minutes a day like when you first started learning damn and so it was really funny actually a lot of kids would um just write the numbers and then tell their parents like oh i did it or the parents wouldn't care and just sign off uh-huh. But I, I like as a kid, I was very like morally conscientious. So I like I could I could not turn the timesheet if I lied. But I wanted to, I also wanted to get the full credit. So I would like delay. I'd practice maybe fifteen minutes on a Tuesday, and then the rest of the you know goof around playing Xbox or something. And then Sunday rolls around. It's still on Monday, and I would have to lock myself in the room and practice for like let's see, that's like two and a half three hours. For one day, and as a kid, that was like a big so commitment. You, you, you still wrote it in that you did thirty minutes a day. No, no, no. As long as the, you just had to have a certain number of minutes a week, uh, so I added up. But yeah, I had to. So I locked myself in the room for like one hundred eighty minutes. Jesus. And like God. I remember just being really, really like as a kid, like upset. <laughs> like I, you were hit with the 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 guilt of procrastination. Yeah, but I think it helped me. I think it helped me in the end, like become better because I actually practiced. You know. Sure, and also I feel like the way I see you with how you do your tests and whatnot now, I feel like you're a lot more disciplined with it. Oh, for like school? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just think of it more as a job now. Eh. It's just kind of like I have to. Well, all right, so with dental school specifically, I just like I can't do poorly because if I do poorly, I they can like dismiss you yeah. and I've already taken out student loans I'm already like a hundred thousand dollars in debt I can't I can't I can't I can't fail out now right like mm-hmm. it'd be a huge investment to not get anything to like show for it so sure yeah I guess, I guess that's part of my motivation and also just I, I do like dentistry so I do like I, I do well I mean it's hard when you take all the tests to like enjoy it but it is an interesting field mm-hmm. and I, 
I'm just now starting to get more and more like seeing patients, but it is very cool. Like I get to talk to people, not like this, not as open as this, but like I get to talk to people every day about their lives and people like really want someone to open up to, which is really cool. So they go to the dentist. Well, I think some people like are just friendly enough or they don't have a ton of people. They just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't come to us just to open up (laughs) their lives. I'm not saying that, but like if you're fairly personable, people like, will like talking to you. You're a, you're a chatty one. Am I? You don't think you're chatty? Am I chatty? Oh, absolutely. Am I saying too much? No, 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 no need, not right now. We you, need more silence. You are always chatty. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm fairly extroverted. That's okay. It's not a bad thing. I like. I, I, I'm pretty chatty. I feel like you're. I feel like you're more introverted. You think I'm in? Oh well, I'm quiet. I I I just very picky you're like about. a cat. Well, often I find that I get talked over, so I just kind of let people do their thing. Do I talk over you? No, it's just in general. <laughs> no, no, no. Like so I, I feel like a lot of times, like it's just, well, it's just like a normal thing. It's like, but that's because I'm I'm I am just more quiet in how I talk. Well, we were talking. Uh, but if I get chatty, I can get chatty. With um, when we had to like, compliment each other in practice the other day. Uh huh. Well, I was saying about you. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, what makes you really good at improv too is the. the I feel like you don't have to take up – you don't have, like, a need for attention or demand demanding space. Mm-hmm. So you're able to, like, share the space on stage really well and then say what you want to say to add to the scene at, like, the right moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partially, like, that translates into your conversational skills too. Like, I don't, I don't see you as chatty, but you are good at talking to people, you know? It's just, like, you don't say, like, superfluous things like that. Does that make sense? Kind of. Um, like, I never thought it was, like, people were talking over. I thought you just, like, were thinking about... What they were saying. What people were saying. And you were good, I thought you were a good listener. And you wanted to, like, say, like... No, I'm just waiting the whole time to talk. That's the whole... No, I, I do listen. It's just, like, that's why I don't, like... I, that, that was more to, like, why I don't try to, like, fit things in. Because I'm, like, it's not worth saying. I'm trying to get in on this shit. Um... What? what? Do I need two? You have a cup. Oh. Protect the table at all costs. I'm ba- I, I put the coasters out. You might as well use well, them. Well, I didn't see them. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I didn't say anything. <laughs> but when, but you, you pick one out. You might as well get two get, Well, now I need a third one. You have a third drink? For my wallet. <laughs> get it. Get it going. I'll just put everything on the coaster real quick. Well, then it's just becoming a large tablecloth. That's too hot to pick up. I'm just gonna get a tablecloth made of coasters. Yeah, I like I like coasters. All right, I have a very change of subject right now. Ooh, okay. but I, I was like thinking, I was like, oh, like I ain't preparing anything for the podcast, but I was in the bathroom, right? And someone asked me a really good question. I, um, I've been talking to a girl recently, and she asked me this question of a "Would you rather?" I love "Would you rather." It's like one of my favorite sure. games. I could like sit around a campfire drinking beer and play "Would you rather" for like hours. But real quick, are you gonna, are you gonna tell her to listen to this? Uh, maybe. Okay, cool. I, I texted her. I was like helping my friend with a podcast. Helping my friend with a podcast. Well, I know what you say. I'm me. on the podcast. Thank you so much for helping me. <laughs> well, I, I didn't have time to explain. Like, or, well, no, not me. Thank you. What are you writing down? I'm, uh, I just, I'm getting notes ready. Uh-oh. Are you well, going to give me feedback on my performance? No, sometimes I take notes. Sometimes, I mean, oh, okay. there's, like, there's like other notes and stuff. All right. Like, so here's the would you rather. Would you rather... Your future kid, if you if you want kids, I don't know if you do. You okay. want kids? If I have to pick, 
Yes or no? I pick no. Okay. Because I'm but not ready. Let's pretend that you wanted kids. Okay. Perfect. Or maybe in the future you do. Sure. That, that's easy. Would you pick. rather that kid or kids? And you had to choose one of these two. I have to choose. I have one to of choose two. one of these two options. Either be really, really stupid or really, really ugly. I have a kid. And I have to make them ugly or stupid. Right. Ugly. Do you, well, so you think like people who tend to like be more intelligent are happier? Or are you like, because that's what I want for my kids, just be happy. I don't know which one like society really we, values more. You well, know? I guess the thought is like, I think of, I think of attraction in a way where it's like someone will find you attractive. Um, and also yeah, a, a very attractive thing about something that makes people more attractive is the way they carry themselves. That's true. And I think if I had a smart kid, they would probably know more, seek more, and understand that and carry themselves well enough that they wouldn't have trouble meeting and friends live, or... Live a good life overall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, also, I guess, I believe, <coughs> excuse me, it's subjective. So, I mean, that's a step up, step on the thing, but... Uh, yeah, I don't. I, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think that's what like everyone chose. Kind of that was talking as a group of friends. Do you have? A, do you, is that is that the good one? That's like one of them. But I, sure, I, I'll take it's, more. It's kind of easy. All right, let me think of. I, I love Woodrow. I could play this all all day. I mean, it would be the worst thing if we played it a little longer. Okay. All right. Um, we've only gone for like ten minutes. That's it. Like fifteen. Oh, like fifteen know. in. Oh my god! It never. <laughs> um. How ridiculous do you want it? Like I don't really. I I, I got like think of, I've had really good ones in the past, but like when I'm put on the spot, you know, uh-huh. it's like that's fine. Um, no, hold on, hold on. I, I I will think of. Well, okay, I have you entertain for a second while I think of a really good one. Would you rather yeah, 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 yeah. get a paper cut or scrape your knee? <laughs> How bad is the scrape? Pretty bad. It's it's gonna affect the way your knee bends for like one or two days. More than two days. One or two. Oh, probably the paper cut. Paper cut's a, a bad one. That's gonna it's gonna sting for like a, the rest of the day, and it's like gonna like scab okay, knee, weird knee. Okay, so only because I because of my dental school, I have to use my hands. Like I, so, there you go. I'm assuming the paper cuts on my hand because what where else would it go? That was aggressive. But, um, yeah. Wait, hold on. I've, Do you need a second? Do you want? We can have a second of silence. All right, I got one. This is all right. Would you rather? All right, once again, I don't know your thoughts on this, but if you had to choose, you got to choose. I have to choose one of these two options. Yes, I'll play along. Would you rather there be life outside of Earth, or not have life outside of Earth? So either Earth. I'd rather there be life outside of Earth. Why? Easy, because that's way more fun. But like, isn't that also could be scary? I'm not afraid. What? <laughs> Jonathan's not afraid of aliens. Well, like, it would be Come definitely be scary, but like, I feel like that would be just like a, a different a different adventure. I mean, yeah, the idea of playing a safe sounds fun, but also like, what if it, it could be cool? Yeah. I'd, I'd risk it being a little shitty for being cool, I guess. There's like an old quote where it's like, either humans are entirely alone in the universe or they're Ooh. not. Have you heard of simulation theory? Yeah, I have. Could, you want to talk like, about it? The, like... It's possible that this is all a simulation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah but you, but you, have, yeah, you know all the details. 
Do you know all the details? I don't know all the details, but I know, the, <laughs> I know like the enough to like you, shape out the story all the way. Okay. Do right. you know enough to shape out the story all the way? I don't think I know. Like, okay, like okay, I no, just know that like the idea is with technology advancing, like why it's feasible that we could be in a simulation. So the idea is, um, what is it? There are two. I think it's. I think it's two possibilities. I think there's a third, and if there is, I'll remember. We are either humans who have yet to figure out how to build a simulation build a simulation um and we either will or we will die out those are those are the two options Mm -hmm. and then or we are a simulation from uh, a species of human Mm -hmm. or whatever that has already figured out simulation i'm with you so we're in a simulation okay uh, I think I think those are the I think those, those are the two are the, options. And then the the other one. Do they have to be human? Couldn't they just be some other? Well, yeah. Who knows what maybe, maybe 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 humans the wrong word. I'm not. I'm, I haven't. I'm not like reading from the Wikipedia page. Yeah. But yeah. like that, there are three options. We are either in the simulation. We have yet to figure out how to have a simulation, and we will figure out a simulation, or we have yet to figure it out, and we will die before we do. I think that the most likely possibility is we're not in a simulation. And we will die out before we figure out how to make a simulation. The I think the counter argument, and I don't mean to spur this, but you it's like you you will never know. Well, actually, I did read a counter argument of that once. Is that what, what which I is? Said? I, I feel like the fact the, that there are you know this concept of math, irrational numbers, uh-huh. numbers that don't like pi. Pi is never ending, right? Yeah. So it's essentially infinite. The argument is how could a computer, if that's what the simulation is on, right? How could it store infinite data? Well, it couldn't, right? There has to be an end to pi. Okay, but then but, okay, well, here's my existence. Do we have all – is pi completely written out? I guess you're right. So I, we're calculating it out right so now. Co- so the computer hasn't had to store it yet because it has, doesn't exist. But it's still storing it. So if it keeps on storing it, it never If someone's ends. still – if someone's – I can picture someone every day. They go in like 8 o'clock and they sit their desk and they just keep writing out numbers no, it's, and pi. It's just, it's just, just like go in. It's, it's just like just lay on the number row. Oh, but you'd have to be really careful not to because you know if you repeat something enough like – or if you just do repeating, if you make a pattern, it becomes a rational number, right? Because you just do a line over it. It's like repeating, of course, you know? Oh, you can't let it repeat at all. That cannot be... Well, even if it was like 5654325432 repeating, that would yeah, still yeah. be like enough. Just to, something long enough that you just so happen to do the same that inputs. We, yeah, yeah, It doesn't yeah. matter. If it repeats twice, that's, I think that's... Is that enough? I don't know. That's crazy to think about. If you no, it's not. It has to be constant anyway. repeating, like 333333 three, 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 or 32323233. Three, 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 yeah, it can put. Yeah, but it has to repeat that. So what yeah. I'm saying is, if you did the same sequence of ten thousand mm-hmm. digits, yeah, you could still put a line over twice. it twice. Yeah, then you could put a line over it. Uh, it would have to repeat the third time too. It has to be repeating forever. Well, until it's not repeating, you can put it over that. Which is what I'm saying. No, no, no. You, if it's repeating, you put the line. If it's repeating, you put the line. But if it stops repeating, then you, you, you wouldn't have to remove the line. And what I'm saying is... Yeah, you, you would. You couldn't have a line and then continue the decimals after, I don't think. Because how many times do you know the line... I think the line's just notation of repeating infinitely. I, like, it, it goes on forever. Well, I guess the, the question is, like, if it's, if it's truly infinite, then there's no way to... You think it would repeat at some point? No, I mean maybe that's a cool thought, but I doubt it. But like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, if it's if something's truly infinite, then like the idea of a computer can't store an infinite number. Well, neither can we physically. We can't physically. Store right. I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's my point. Yeah. And the repeating thing was just a dumb idea. 
See, that's what I'm saying. We, we don't know. Yeah. And that's the... All thing. right, I'm going to pick your brand on this because... All right, so... We're, we're getting into some dumb shit. Is, yeah, is this really that... I feel like this is what most people would, like... I don't know. I talk about this a lot, actually, with some friends, like... I've talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, some people are, like, really, like, I think it's too esoteric. Just I, calling, but... I... Well, I, I, I've said this about astrology before, and I feel like... It's just a fun room to play in. Like, that, to me, was, like, a fun conversation. Sure. Like, why yeah. wouldn't I subscribe to shit like yeah. that? Like, I don't necessarily believe, like... Well, simulation theory kind of makes sense. I right, guess you it's can't like, disprove simulation theory. So, it's, it, yeah. all it is is just and a how fun, fun How fun process. is that? That's so fun to talk yeah. about. So, like, I'm, I'm here for fun yeah. rooms. Like, let's just go in the room and play in there. This is a little more serious. Okay. But within the same realm. Because okay. it, it doesn't... It won't adjust your life out. Well, maybe it will. So, I was sitting in last year... Um, well, I've thought about this for a long time. Actually, when I was like fourteen. All right, I'll bring you through the full full gambit. Do it. When I was fourteen, I was really worried. Once again, the moral conscious thing. I was like, what if I looked into a crystal ball that for sure told the future, and like I saw I was like a murderer in jail, and like that was the future. Would you be? I was like, what would I do? Would I like try to change it, even if it was the future? You know, kind of like a that's so raven. I don't know if you watched that show. That's a raven where, where she saw the vision and, and everything it, it she always did happened anyways. It right to happen. So, like, where had she done nothing, it would not have happened. Right, and so I was like, but what if that was the future? I was like, what do I do? Like, what could you do if you saw that? Like, I don't know. I got really caught up as a fourteen-year-old. Like, I don't know why this stuck out of my mind. No, no, I have, I have a good. I was like, I was like what, what do I do? Like, if that was my future. And so I've always kind of been fascinated by the um, idea of free will. Because, like, if you tried to change things, but that was the future anyways, it just led to that in the end. And so... Well, whatever you do is the future. Right. But I got into the parallel universe with, like, a talk back in high school with a friend, and that kind of, like, relieved my anxiety. I was like, oh, well, maybe the future is not set. But I was in uh, a class last year. It was, um, I think it was physiology, which is, you know... A uh, very scientific field, and we were having a lecture on neurons of brains, mm-hmm. and scientists had mapped the neurons of some very basic level worm, and there were like thirteen neurons or something. I might have that number wrong, but there are very few neurons, right? So much so that they could map it. They had like a diagram showing the neurons and how this worm kind of operated. And I was like sitting there in class, and I was like. Would that worm have free will? It has, so many, it has so few neurons, and then they show a video of a worm moving, and if they poked it in a certain area, it would move back a certain way because it was just a response, right? It saw that thing and moved away. And you could, I, I guess, you could technically predict based on the neurons. I get, like, I'm assuming where it would move. Sure. And so I was like, are we maybe not just slightly more complex? I mean, very much more complex worms. How many, you could, how many like, neurons do you think the human brain has? Oh, it must be in the billions or more, I, I assume. Okay. Let's look, look it up. Let, let, yeah, let's see if a quick uh, Google search. I'm, I feel like season five is all about allowing the Google search to happen. Was it previously a no funds allowed zone? I mean, that was to be a thing where I tried to stay away from it. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, we need the information. It. How many? And I don't even, I'm not saying that scientists for wow. sure could predict the worms. 100 action. billion neurons. Yeah. Wow, hey, good job. Good well, I just said billions. It's kind of a broad. According to many number. estimates, the human brain contains about a hundred billion neurons, give or take a few billion. Um, so your dumb baby. What was will, the thing? We'll have baby? less neurons. What? My dumb baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying not More that. Neurons. Not that I know that the worm will like that. We can fully predict its actions, but like we have the neurons. We know like how things work at a basal level. Like as we progress in science, is it? 
possible that we could predict all of a human's actions if we had enough information, right? Mm-hmm. And then so I got thinking about more, and I read some articles, and it goes from kind of biology to physics. And I don't know how much you know about physics. I don't know a lot, but just from the kind of like a few basic classes here and there. But um, I don't know your religious background either. But um, if you if you think about if you subscribe to the Big Bang, and you think about like you know, like the idea of like okay, all right. Think of it like a pool table. And if you have like – here are the coasters that are like balls on the table, right? And if I hit the ball right here and we could know how much friction's on the table and how much force I put into the stick at what angle, how much the balls weigh and all the variables, right? There are many for even a small problem like this to be made. You could still predict the course of the balls, right, if we had a complex enough – and enough information. Sure. Complex enough computer. Okay. And so just bring that out to like a farther level and like if the Big Bang was just a many force vectors in certain ways of atoms and we ha- we don't have enough information to do this, but just because we don't have the information doesn't mean that there isn't an answer, right? Regardless of if we can solve where the pool table will go, it doesn't mean that by hitting it, there isn't a future outcome, right? Mm-hmm. And so therefore, if the like Big Bang had a force vector and each like the, uh, atom went a certain way, technically, like the way they interact are just due to that initial force vector. Like, does that make sense? So therefore... Are you saying it all goes back to that one? I'm point? saying free will then would therefore not exist because everything could be, just be mathematically... Set explain motion based but, off right, of that initial based, right. one action. Right. And you could determine if these two atoms hit here and then later hit here over billions of billions. Then yeah. I'm going to say no tomato, please. Right. At a restaurant. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, that, all, all the way down to it's, that. It's insanely complex and, like, you couldn't, I don't think you can get, like, a computer to probably, maybe maybe if you had a complex computer to, like, do a simulation, you could simulate oh, the Big Bang. Oh, not there yet. But a full circle callback. But, 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 but the fact that two dummies like us can, can comprehend that idea, imagine what, like, two people who picked uh, smarts over... Uh, yeah, Jesus. those idiots. Yeah. Like what they what they're doing with their with their uh, hundred yeah, two hundred billion neuron brain. They're, uh, what they're doing with this idea and concept yeah. and like studying. Or it. how about the really attractive, stupid people? That, I, was, yeah. I, I was saying that's us. Oh, oh, the we're fact oh. That, the fact that or we do you think there's like a, even like more attractive. The, the fact that us, us us two dummies can comprehend this idea. Um, so, anyways, I got into this big kick. I was like, I don't know if free will exists based on that. You know what I'm saying? Like. If, if like, everything's just kind of atoms bumping into each other, which is kind of how I kind of think, That's then I don't know. Wacky ass thought. I don't know if free will exists because you could predict. That's or it's it, they act in predictable ways. You know. That's almost. First of all, that that's almost like giving a definition to something, like. Is it true because it's true, or is it true because you just said it? No, but like, all right. right no, does that make sense? Move your right arm. Move your right arm. It's moving. I, I'm trying no, not like to No, like, raise it. I'm not going to. Why not? Because I feel like that's the choice that I should make. Okay, so how did you decide not to do it? I said, you said do it. But I, what decided? 
Me. Right, but like, what in your brain did that? What? Why did I do that? What in your brain? Like, what are the actual parts in your brain that decide? Not I don't to know do? that. I don't know. Right, that. but it's like neurons and whatnot, right? Which are just there's made the, up. Yeah, just made was, up of like atoms and there, cells. There was probably one one very active place in my brain that right, was like, but, "Well, I'll be but sassy." Aren't those just made of cells? Like, how did those cells decide that? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy, but that but just because it's outside of my the realm of my understanding doesn't mean that it's it has to be something I can understand. I know that's what I'm saying. It's just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it was free will, though. Right? Just because we can't predict is, the future doesn't yeah. mean there is free will. Yeah, well, I know. I, I get it. Right. That's crazy. But then that's I was crazy, talking to my roommate dude. about this, and he kind of was following me. And he was like, Reed, it doesn't matter because even if free will doesn't exist, you can't do anything about it anyways. You just have to continue living your life. So, But it's a fun thought experiment. Sure. Um... I have one for you. Oh, would you rather? Or another thought experiment? Well, it's not a thought experiment. You said, I've been thinking about this ever since I was a teenager, which is, I'm assuming, like, you were just a young person who had this thought and could never let it go. Correct? Yeah. Like, I just kind of stick with it. Uh, I mean, it's not like I never let that go. It's just, I've always been fascinated by, like, the idea of con. I mean, who has I mostly right? just I- have an, a, a, a thought. It's less cool. Because okay. yours is a lot smarter. Well, mine wasn't, I mean... It, it wasn't a novel thought. There's but, been tons uh, of. I have one from this. when I was a kid, and I would always think about okay. it. Did you ever see the movie Clock Stoppers? <laughs> no, but I'm assuming it's dude time control. Time control. Okay. Well, but <laughs> but it was one of the best. Like, best super. Okay, if I had to choose a superpower, I'd choose time control. It's overpowered. Like it'd be easily the best power ever. I agree. Okay. Now that you said it. Um, <laughs> Time control. Oh, that just sounds so cool. Right? I mean, it's like, oh, you want one more hour of sleep? Stop time and you get to sleep for another hour. Just sleep until you wake up. Yeah. Then then start time. Yeah, but I'd be awfully lonely at night. It, like, I don't, I don't know if I could... Okay, so I'm really... I'd be awfully lonely <laughs> at night. I'm really extroverted, so it's really hard for me to, like, spend a ton of time alone. Like, to spend... Well, you just freeze time... Sleep. No, but that's what I'm saying. Then unfreeze it when you wake up. Right, and then I wake up and it'd be midnight still. Well, if you have time control, and you can fast forward. You can just sleep normal. But I'm saying if you wake up in the morning, it's seven o'clock. Let's say you have to. You give know, it no, I agree with it. that. But I'm saying like I think you're saying you could milk more time. Oh, I wouldn't it. say do that. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you, you want could that. if you needed to. Like oh, I got this right, project yeah, yeah, I got to work could. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I got this like yeah. if I stay up, like I can do whatever. I can play video games, or I could take I could take time alone. Right. And you get extra time. Like, fuck, that's so fucking cool. Um, but I was really fascinated. Like, if you just had a magical watch, I could freeze time. Mm-hmm. But it was like... Wait, was, was um, Freddie Muniz... Who's the guy of Agent Cody Banks? Is that Freddie Muniz? Freddie... Do you know... Is it Frankie. Frankie Muniz. Is he in Clockstoppers? I, I feel like he is. Is he? Okay. So I think I saw the trailer for that. I don't think I've <laughs> well, seen I the movie. I only saw the trailer, too. Okay, okay. When okay. I had the thought. It took okay. me 12 years of having that thought to, to see the movie. watch the movie. Okay. Was, was it good? No. Okay. It was so bad. <laughs> but I've always been fascinated because I, I would, it would always be a car thought. I'd be in the backseat by myself. I might, might have my Game Boy and i like put it down to like just like look at the uh-huh. road. Where were you playing? Pokemon? Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, Red. Uh, like silver or gold. My silver and gold copies got, I had my Game Boy and I put them, I was at a baseball field and they got stolen. Someone stole my original Pokemon. Batteries die anyways. Well, I don't, I've played enough Pokemon in my life. But anyway, so, 
it would just be like thinking like if I could freeze time, like, like the car stops, I could just get out. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, was how like, do I milk this? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what would I get away with? What could I do? What could, what, how could this benefit me? Not like uh, take advantage of like, yeah, not situation. like go murder people, but no, but more like rob a bank. Uh, more like study more, study more, or like get to places like quicker. quicker. Yeah, if you're late and your friends are like gonna be annoyed that you're late, you just pause time and then show up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just like what you could do so many things. You can goof around like so I don't know. I just wanted to share that thought cuz you said this is a thought I have when I was a kid. Yeah, for sure. Do you have another would you rather? Yes, but I might have to use the bathroom again. No, Reed, you already went to the bathroom. Okay. Just do the do the thing. The would you rather? Yeah. All right. This is like a classic one. I, like I'm sure I have someone read this to me online or something. Would you rather um, be like unbelievably rich, right? Like let's say like a million, a multi-million or you know single billionaire, like really okay. rich, but you never find like someone that you're like really close to. You never have a significant other that's like meaningful, or find like. Someone that you really, really love. You're, like, in love with them. True love of your life. But you're, like, really, like, poor. Okay. Um, the idea is, if I choose the money, I never will ever meet this person, ever. Not just even meet this person. You'll never have... You'll never be married or, like, have a long-term relationship. Like, you can still <coughs> engage in, like... forever single? You engage like in sex with people, but like it won't like mean you know, anything. It will never mean anything to you. Or you can like. Can I still have friends? Yeah, you can have friends. Can I have like good friends? Yeah, sure. But you'll never have like a significant other that you truly care about. I, it's funny because I feel like I do put a lot of value in relationships. But the idea of. Well, okay, so I'm I start... to move this closer. move that. You can uh, do it right. make weird So sounds. if I choose the love, <coughs> I'm granted a person? Or I'm just... Mm. That person's out there and I'll have to meet them? Or what? how does that work? Yeah, let's say it's the fair trade-off for being poor. Which I <laughs> and guess, do yeah. I just start poor? Do I just, like... Because I'm poor now. Do no, just, let's like, say... But I'm, I'm talking, like, poverty line. Like, I start over. Like, stuff-wise. Um... Maybe job-wise. No, let's say you can keep all your stuff you have right now, but your salary would drop to, like, poverty level. Which would be? Whatever the poverty line in America is. For the sake of the would you rather. I want to say that's... Do you want to say it or do you want me to look up? I'll I'll guess. I'll take a guess. I want to say it's, like, $17,000 a year. It's drastically low. Uh, But I do think (laughs) minimum wage, unfortunately, is... Below it. Uh, in 2015, in the United States, the poverty threshold for a single person under 65 was an annual income of $11,000. Oh, man, that's even lower than I thought. The threshold for a family group of four, including two children, was twenty four twenty five zero. Okay. So poverty line. Damn. Down but I will say you get, you get – you do get granted this person. You'll meet them within the next like six months. And they're like – it's like – Almost like a movie relationship. Like it's like the perfect relationship. Okay, and then oh, that sounds so fake and 
Well, this, no, it doesn't have to be fake, though. They're but both, they're they're both, you, you love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Whatever your idea of a perfect relationship is, so, it's that. So we make 24000 a year together. Do sure. I get my whole... Nothing changes about my past, so I can apply for a new job immediately. Oh, no, no, no. You, 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 your salary will never change. You're stuck making that for the rest of your life, that amount. It's she, hers can never change either? Yeah. And you guys live a life of poverty, but you love each other. Or... You never find a significant other worth anything, but you're a, you're, it, you're rich beyond like your money's never an object for you again. Is it fair to say I don't want to put someone through that? Let's say they already lived that life, and they just get they, oh. So if I don't choose them now, now I'll be de- single as well. Not only am I single and well, have the money, now, but I'm depraving <laughs> someone. And you bring in like a whole um, philosophy of like, is it moral to like shoot? That's right. the point of this. That's why no, this the whole is point fun. is to choose what you want. Not I like, wanna, <coughs> well, don't worry about I, the other. Brand. If I'm choosing a life of this, I want to know the details. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, the other person <laughs> already exists, and if you do not choose to be, end up with them, they'll end up with someone anyways. So their life does not change. You just get to choose whether or not you be with them. That's oh, the most neutral way so... I can think of it. And they'll be they'll be equally happy with you or the other person. So it's okay. They have two true loves. Oh, perfect. Right. That's the, that's the love I want. What? I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it's a ma- it's a magic choice, so that... Right. It's a ma- magic rule. You're assigned yeah. someone's yeah, You yeah. just be assigned to someone else. I get it. I'm not special. Right. Which is why I don't think I want... I don't know. I just feel like um, if, I can have, uh, if I can have meaningful friendships and be rich... I don't know. It's such a weird. It feels disin. It just feels so disingenuine to be granted a thing forever. Like I like the idea. I still, even though it's like sounds dreadful, I still like the idea that shit can go wrong. You have to be very careful. You have to like. Are you saying that you're responsible for your choices? Sure. Because I feel like if it's great, if a person is granted to me, that means I'm no longer responsible for. I don't have to like keep them. I don't have to maintain a level of anything. Which I feel like well, would, I'm not happen, sa- would, no. would, would, would would affect I'm me not saying if like over you, time you couldn't lose this person. Nothing but nothing I do would be wrong. Like, oh I can be later, I cannot show up and like it'll be fine. Yeah, they love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's a shitty thing to do. I would never do that. But you that. probably wouldn't do that to that person because you're a good guy and like they But again, I know like, it's a magic choice, so I I know I can get away with it. Let's say that you choose this and then you forget that you make the choice. So therefore, you. This don't is a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want my decisions to be controlled. Now I'm picking the. Yeah. Thing. So you you like, flash whoa, back no. to <laughs> half an hour ago. Yeah. That's a whole different. No, it doesn't change anything. What's I your can't. choice? You haven't decided yet. And so Jonathan doesn't remember making this choice. You become Jonathan of thirty minutes ago. And I almost feel like I would. It's 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 black. It's like a black mirror question. It is. And if I choose the relationship, which is kind of a choice that I like. People my age are probably like. I feel like a lot of people would choose. <sighs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's almost Black Mirror. I'm like, this person's attached to me forever, and if I get tired of them, because I'm I'm not supposed to change, and unless I'm going under some sort of magic spell. No, you're not. Is, you're not getting tired of this person. Like they're they're like your soul. Like I don't believe in one soulmate, but like this well, is like the well, idealistic. Like <coughs> either so this choice. But this is like the idealistic. Like this person was made for you. Like this is like they could not be <coughs> any like it, if you had to design your own partner, the that person. Is that worth living a life of poverty, or would you rather be rich and never have a relationship? Woof. Yeah, right? It's a hard one. 
I think I'd choose the relationship. <sighs> Would I? I don't know. Oh, it's such a hard thing. I, I, it's almost like I have the best yeah. of both worlds right now where I can be somewhere in the middle, right? I, I don't have the perfect partner or, like, the best salary ever, but, like, at least I kind of have control Yeah, I've reached, I've reached a point where I'm happy, so, like, yeah. why, uh... Oh, it makes you... <laughs> the whole point was, like, the whole point was to make you realize how happy you were. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck that. No, I mean, I guess... If, okay, if I'm picking without being dumb, like, I was just picking, uh, if I'm actually, actually picking... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you choose the partner because right. I th- but some people would definitely choose the money, <coughs> which is also like I think a, like an understandable position. Well, I don't know. I guess I I guess I do think I put more of a value on a partner. Yeah, I mean, like I I think that you'd be happier with the, I would at least. Sure. All right, I was thinking of another thing. Okay, but that was I think I think that was a good one? one. Yeah, this is fun. So when I was picking out our beer that we're drinking right now. Oh, that, in the supermarket, I, I was thinking about because I asked you, do you like like a summery IPA or an autumn flavored beer, right? Oh yeah. And then I was like, okay, summer has like these nice IPAs and like very light beers and like beach vibes, and then fall has like a very like all the pumpkin flavors and the Oktoberfest beers and the kind of the red lagers and all that that really yeah. fit like a fall vibe, uh-huh. and then winter has. Uh, porters and stouts and dark beers that very much fit the colder weather. And I got the spring. I realized spring doesn't have... What? Spring doesn't have beers that fit the flavor. Like, a profile of spring. And then I also realized... What's the profile and that, of spring? But that's what I'm saying. And then I realized... And I always like to ask people what their favorite seasons are. Spring's my least favorite. I don't feel like spring has a very good personality. Like, every other season has well-defined events... Oh Clothing patterns, beer flavors, recipes, things like that. I don't feel like spring has any of that. It's kind of a bland season. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, they don't have a beer flavor. What events? I guess there's Easter. It, things are being the, born. I, I guess I just feel like a lot. It's like a time for lagers. Like a light, light stuff. I feel like that's a summer beer. A light lager is a summer beer to me. Well, I feel like it's kind of how um, it, you can stretch over the course of things. Because, like, you're always going to drink, like, a light lager. If it's an easy choice, you're just, like, getting a thing. Yeah, but is that a spring beer? I think it. I think it can be. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is every other beer is kind of like – like, you wouldn't drink a stout in summer usually. And I'm not just putting this in beer terms. Well, I'm not just putting this in beer terms, though. It made me think of a large thing. Like, spring just doesn't have a great profile of, like, things that are associated with it. Like, think of clothing. Summer's very, like, shorts, T-shirt, tank tops, swimsuits, Mm -hmm. fall, flannel, flannel with chinos with boots, you know, jeans. Winter, very much winter jackets. Spring? I mean, I don't know. It's like that. Or, what, I mean, like, let me think of the, go to another cat. I said holidays already. There's no major spring holiday. 
fall has Halloween and Thanksgiving, all the like you know winter holidays with or associated with the winter solstice. Summer has like July Fourth, things like that. Barbecue cook, I think of food barbecue cookouts. Sub, very summery. Fall has like pumpkin pies and Thanksgiving food and like all these warm pumpkiny candle cinnamony things and the spring is like or winter is very much like you know like all these warm hearty dishes and what's spring you know what i'm saying light dishes light Light? like what like you name something spring something that i'm like that's spring ham Ham? no ham's winter well thanksgiving you either have a thanksgiving or like i feel like christmas i always had ham at easter okay that makes sense but is it really a spring dish I think I think you can be more than one thing. That's fair. Like mashed potatoes. But you I also think saying? of mashed potatoes when I think of spring. Oh, that's made me think of an argued question. Oh, okay. Uh, like, okay no, 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 no. That. We've exhausted you don't like, that. You don't like the spring thing? You think I'm being... I don't think I have anything good to say about right, it. To end that conversation, I want you to tell me what your favorite season... Order your... Rank your seasons one to four. Um, I'm going to clarify this because a lot of people don't think of it this way. But I'm going to say it's based on like the actual months of the year so and the dates so technically we'll go through them uh spring is from march 21st to june 21st summer's june 21st to september 21st fall september 21st to december 21st and then winter's december 21st to march 21st I think I got that. He's writing the dates down because because they're not I'm always just, what people associate with the actual. I like, know, I know. I I, I like this. Uh, let's fall and then. <laughs> he's doing some calculus on the. <laughs> I'm trying rating the. So wait, food category winter, plus winter so starts December twenty first. Technically, it's the winter solstice. And then it goes to March. It's like the twenty first or twenty second depending on the year. Rice. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to say summer is going to be Friday number one, June to September. Great time. Sweating. I sweat a lot, but it's fine. You um, what? I sweat a lot. See, I sweat I a lot, like too. A That's lot. why su- summer's my third. <laughs> summer's, okay. summer's third for me. All right. All right. Yeah, write, write my rankings next to you on the paper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can okay. power rank them. Perfect, perfect. Uh, okay, so then uh, fall is obviously going to come second. Wait, but... fall is number one for me. Oh, oh. What's like to dislike about fall? Uh, I, I open with my favorite. That's a dumb choice. Um, <clears throat> You've played your high end. December to March. Uh, I'm going to go with spring is my third. Okay, spring's my fourth. So it has no flavor profile. It's funny. My birthday is actually in spring. Oh, no. Sorry. It's technically winter. Never mind. So Based fourth. on the dates I gave. Uh, well, hang on. I might, I might redact that. Yeah, see? Summer might be number four. Well, because, because, well mostly because that has Christmas and New Year's. Christmas and, and New Year's are definitely a bump. And January is like a good Valentine's month. Day if you're romantic. Okay. All right. That's a clear three. God, spring. See? God spring. God no flavor profile. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so that's all because I see my beard. So wait, wait, Adar, Adar's up, and the lowest ranking gets first. And I, I think that'll end up actually being uh, falls first, I assume. 
and then spring and summer, or sorry, winter and summer are probably tied there because we kind of Summer flipped. comes in second place. Well, because winter I gave it, comes Wait, what's in. this? What's the total for fall? One and two is three. Uh, so it's uh, three. And then summer, four, you rank five, you rank eight. summer one, I rank summer three, four, and then you ranked... Three, you ranked two. Five. five. And then, okay, so four, four, the definitive eight. Jonathan Reed <laughs> rankings for seasons are fall, summer, winter, spring. Oh, and so to actually follow this up, I looked this up one time on Google, the, the favorite seasons. America's favorite season is spring. Are you serious? People rank that number one, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Based on like uh, Pew Center research or something like that. Yeah, right? They like bland profiles, I guess. All right, so the follow-up. Because you were talking about food. Ooh, I got asked I'm this. so hungry. Yeah, I got asked this uh, my freshman year of college i had this really esoteric guy that's a really great guy you're eccentric um but he made me think a lot um this question is not very in-depth it's more of a fun question i'm sure you read it somewhere online too maybe but um name a food that does not go with some form of cheese or some form of chocolate so, for example, you might say green bean, green beans, green beans casserole has cheese, right? You have green beans and cheese. That that works. Yep. So okay. that that doesn't work because it checks off cheese. Tomato. You might say tomato, tomato and cheese. It's on a sandwich all the time. Or uh, what's the traditional dish where just raw tomato, which uh, caprese? Caprese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't work either, right? Nope. Or you might say. Uh, cinnamon bun. Well, cinnamon bun goes with chocolate, so therefore that's not. It also goes with um, like a cream cheese icing. Jesus Christ! So the 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 you have to come up with something that doesn't go with either of the categories. His theory was every food goes with one of the two. Well, goes with or and you would, can't or would be good with because like good enough that like we're not like wow I would not eat that that sounds pretty bad. It doesn't oh, have to be yeah. like disgusting, but like because uh, I was thinking falafel, but like that'd be delicious. Falafel just, and I cheese. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. Falafel, before. but like think of a gyro or like a bowl. Like you have falafels yeah, with, go, with, with, with feta, cheese, with feta cheese, but not everything. I mean, you and, wouldn't and, eat. And, yeah, but then the things it doesn't get ooh, chocolate covers, right? Because it's all that's the desserts. point. That's the point yeah, exactly. Right. But but people I'm, people think I for am hours. Here, I'm here to I'm here to give up thinking of. Of trying to think of things, you're already giving up. That's what I'm saying. It's after like, a minute, me saying that was like I'm good. I'm good with that because, like you said, like put cheese on anything, it would be good. Yeah, sure. Not anything. I mean, tell, I, I, tell, tell me something. Tell me something. It wouldn't be good. I'm on the side. I'm with already cheese, on the side. Ice cream. No, and then chocolate covers the rest. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so here's the answer. Oh, oh the there's answer. an answer. There is. There is Ooh. because I'm talking to people. I didn't think of this. People told me this. Okay. So the main th- takeaway is. A lot of people of the Eastern world, so like Asia, uh, are actually lactose intolerant. And so therefore all their dishes well, – not all their – most of the dishes don't have a lot of dairy in them. And therefore they never really developed a bunch of dishes with cheese. If you think of like Asian cuisine that's popular, whether here in America or traditional Asian cuisine, which I don't know tons about, but like – I do know there's not a lot of dairy involved. Okay. And so, so, therefore, a lot of the dishes that we think of in America don't go with cheese. And if you choose something that's kind of savory, it doesn't really go with chocolate. So, like, if you say, like, sushi, 
That doesn't really go with cheese or chocolate, right? Or like fried rice. Or this is getting more into American Chinese food, but like, you know, like sweet and sour chicken or like Asian food in general, I feel like doesn't go with either of the two. I wouldn't want it. Right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I completely subscribed and was wrong. Right. I'm, so. Then I'm happy to unsubscribe. Right. But, but cheese and chocolate are very, very good. But also kind of the understanding of like, oh, yeah, all American cuisine goes with cheese. Because cheese is real good. Cheese is very, very good. Do you have another one? Another question? I'm going yeah, to pass it back to you. Oh, you want to do you want to do the show now? What, what show? My show. Oh, we uh, haven't been recording. No, not at all. No, we haven't. Oh, what, what, is there? There's a show segment. No. Oh, what are you talking about? Is, I'm so confused. We were playing your game. Would you rather? Oh, was this not part of the show? No, it was. I was kidding. You took over and you said, "I'll throw it back to you." Oh, I see. What you're saying. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. So, you, you're sorry. It's not, are you saying it's like you don't want it to be a read podcast? No, this is a read podcast. This is your episode. This is your episode. <laughs> it's mutiny. It's treason, then. I'm here for another one. Those, these are fun. These are thoughtful. Well, what do you want to ask me, then? Um, I didn't I could pick your brain all night, but I, the, the, the host has become the host. Have you heard of the, host, the uh, Mon- oh, I always say don't try to host because I'll let you. Um <sighs> I'm here for I wasn't it. trying to host. I just like asking people questions because I always like seeing where yeah. people's like brains are at. Have you heard of the Monty Hall problem? I have. Ooh, talk about it. I mean, what about it? Describe it real quick for me, for people listening. Okay, so well, I first heard about. Have you ever seen the movie Twenty One? Okay, so it's a movie. Ah, uh, well, it's a movie that's about a blackjack team that was formed at Harvard, I think, that actually literally existed that went to Vegas and. Uh, counted cards for blackjack to using statistical strategies to make money. They beat the house. Anyways, um, it's an okay movie. I really like it, but it's, it's you know, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's probably like 50, 60%. Um, and the downside is now it has Kevin Spacey, which, you know, is a whole yep. thing within itself. Um, it's unfortunate. It's bad. Uh, but uh, I first heard about the Monty Hall problem in the movie 21. And Essentially, uh, it comes from. Would you know the game show it's from? Uh, the guy Monty Hall was a host on a game show. All I know is he used goats. Yeah. Okay. So there's there were three doors, and um, he would ask a contestant on this game show to pick a door, labeled one through three, as you know. And they say, Jonathan, what door do you pick? Jonathan, come on down to the Monty. You pick door. Uh, I picked door number two. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Door number two. And then the, he tells you uh, two of the um, doors have goats and one of them has a brand new car. And so you pick door number two. And he then says uh, – and he knows this, right? The, the show host knows this. What's behind each door? And he says, let's open door number one. And door number one's curtains are open, and it's a goat. And you know it's a goat. It's a literal fucking goat. It's a little goat. And so you should you... pick the goat. You have to take the goat home. Right, but you didn't. You chose door number two. You opened door number one. No, I'm saying, but if I pick a goat, I have to take the goat home. Right. 
And before he opens door number three to show you what you got, he shows he you what's in. He, he shows you. He opens door number one. one and there's a goat, right? And he says, "Do you, you want to switch? switch?" Right. Jonathan Mustoe, do you want to switch to door number three? And the Monty Hall problem proposes the idea that you have a better odds of switching. Sixty-six yeah. percent chance compared to a fifty percent chance. No, thirty-three percent. Thirty-three. Yeah. That was a fifty percent. No, it's, if you switch, you get sixty six percent of the video. Yeah, yeah, so so we can do, play it out, right? If you want to. Okay, um, fine. I choose the switch. Okay. Well, first you have three. to think of all the options. Uh, let's say uh, we still let's play it out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, I, you're assuming that I chose what coat was behind each door. I didn't yet. If you want to write down, here are the options, right? Feel play. Again. You have in, in order one, two, three. We have goat, goat, car, right? And then right the second one down, it's goat, car, goat. And you have uh, car, goat, goat. Are those the three, right? Did I say goat, goat, car, the first one? Goat, goat, car, yes. Goat, goat, car. Goat, car, goat. Car, goat, goat. And so goat, goat. if you choose door number two, goat, goat, goat. there's a one-third chance that you chose the goat, right? If Wait. the true uh, – if the – there's – in two of those three, the other doors held cars, right? It can be in door one or three, and there's a 33% chance, one over three chance that it was the second door, right? Uh-huh. Right? And so if you choose to switch, 66% of the time, you will switch to the car. And the reason is – this uses – which I, I know very little about this, but – um, have you ever Bayesian statistics? I don't know very much, but I know this is what it would fall under this problem. Uh-huh. I suppose some guy named Bayesian, statistic, uh, Bayesian who developed this kind of field of statistics. The, the whole crux of the problem is that the host knows, Monty Hall knows which door the car is behind and which door the goat's behind. If he didn't know that, then your odds would truly be equal because there'd be a chance that when he opens the door, the first door to show you, that it's a car. car, but he never does that because he knows where the goats are. And so I think the the show actually might have done this initially, in my mind, because people want to hold on to the door they chose, so they don't want to switch, so they actually gave out less cars. Because people don't want to switch because it is the worst odds, but people have this like bias that they want to stick to the door they've chose, right? You're like, I chose door two, why would I switch? But people who switch actually have better odds because two-thirds of the time – when he open, say you choose door number two, there is no car behind it, and he opens door number one. If you switch door number three, you car right because the car or, or car is behind door number three. You choose two. He opens one. It's a goat. You switch the car in door number three. You get the car. Sounds so much better when Vsauce explained it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, Vsauce is a good video though. He did a good video. I, I read there's another way. Uh, maybe he did this way in Vsauce. Think of it this way. If there are 100 doors and you choose a door, 1 through 100, which one do you choose? There are 100 doors and I have to choose one. And door, there are 99 goats and one car. Which door do you choose? Um, <clears throat> I would take, it would take me like forever to – Just say a number. Just find a – no, because I, I feel like I would want to associate with something and go down. Well, just say a number for the 81. Same. Okay, you choose the right number. And then the host – Choose the right number. Let's no. Let's say the host continues to open ninety nine, or sorry, ninety eight goats. You now have door number eighty one, which you chose, and door number four left. 
Okay. Okay. Two doors left. The other 98 were goats, right? Cause, so, I so there's one goat. I'd stick with 81. Why? Because that was the number I originally picked. But think, when you first chose a door, you had a 1 in 100 shot of choosing the car, right? Technically. Oh, oh I get now, it. I get it. I get it. If you switch it to the car, you bump your odds up to a 99% chance. You basically kind of got to choose 99 doors by switching. Okay, I got you. Because he knew which doors to open. He didn't open them randomly. He knew which door the car was behind. And so he has to leave the car. And so if you switch to the door, you have a 99% chance, I think, in that scenario to get the car. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. A lot of people see it with, like, multiple doors. When you said 100, it made more Yeah. Sense. Or think of, like, 2,000 doors or 5,000 doors, you know, or a pie amount of doors. Pie. Fuck you. <laughs> Infinite simulation theory. That was in a detective's first set, a pie joke. Detective? My first house team. Oh, okay. I don't know much about your coalition history. We never asked. Would you like to talk about it? No. No? I mean, you can ask if, if you have something you want to know, I'll tell you about it. How many teams are you on? House teams, too. Oh, I'm your second house team? Yeah. Ah, oh, I just thought you were going to be like, oh, I've been on that, you know, 20 house teams, oh, you're just another. I don't talk like that. <laughs> you sure? Tell, tell them I don't talk like that. Oh, hey, guys, I've been 20 house. Right now the audience is like, is it Jonathan or is it? Or is it, really is it really good yeah. That's crazy. What is he? What is Jonathan talking Oh, guys, I'm Jonathan. I've been on like uh, 25 house teams. I'm. Kind of a big deal. Oh my god! Shut the fuck Don't up. talk to me when the pods are in. <laughs> That's my favorite bit. Who started that, Riley? <laughs> I think Riley did because okay. I was um, I was at the hostel. I was doing sketch homework. Also, when did you guys leave last night for practice? Which I missed. If Amber's listening to this, I'm sorry. Early. Okay, because I swung by right at like nine ten because that's when I was leaving from practicing at school, and um, Wait, no one was in. Uh, yeah, I thought you guys would be outside talking. I thought I'd come say hi. That, no one was there. I was like, sad thing yes. about Gossip Badge. We always stay after practice for like yeah, 30 minutes. We should always go get a beer, I feel like, <clears> instead <throat> of just chilling outside just the hospital. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little late for that. But. Oh, yeah, 9 p.m. is so late to get a beer. No, I mean, time. Like, we have one, one practice left. Oh, yeah. Well, are we not going to continue as a team? I think we should. I don't know how it works. No one ever talks about how it works. All right, well, if you want to be on a team with me, I'll be on a team with you. Okay. All right. Gossip badge. Gossip badge. Two man team. Uh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone else is on board. Have you ever done a two man set? Yeah. Okay. Me and Josh have a team. Lawrence, Kansas. We have a, we have a show in the refinery. Let me let me look up the date so I can plug Will it. Will you do a two man set with me? <clears throat> I would. Yeah. What, that was an outstanding review. That's, I immediately that I immediately said that I would. Yeah. There's no excitement in your eye. You can't see him. Yeah, there's I would. no twinkle in his eye. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. Twinkle, twinkle. Uh, November 21st. That's a Thursday. We're at the refinery. Me and Josh. Lawrence, Kansas. Bringing it back. Bring it back. We, uh, I love playing with Josh. Yeah, absolutely. But not me. I've never played with just you. You'll love it. We'll Two-man sets are actually my favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I had a friend back in when I was at Ohio State. We were a two-man team. So we fought, we became a two-man team when we went to a festival that was at Indiana University. 
and we were supposed to go with like or we had a team of like 17 people right with multiple teams within that right so we're trying to get people to go to this festival in college and professional indiana university and everyone else bailed so it was just me and my best friend colin roberts that were left and we decided to go and we did a two-man set and we played like very loose rules um very descriptive improv we like we're allowed to do anything. If we couldn't do something, we'd tell the audience what we were trying to do. So, like, you know, like, if we wanted to describe Very something. Very confident we'd... moves. Like yeah. That. And we told. We, we you told, guys made big choices. It was a mono scene, so it all told one story. But, yeah, we, I mean, we played seven or eight characters, right? And each character was not my own, right? If Reed played Frank, Colin could also play Frank by assuming Frank's position later. And so we literally played the entire scene. Uh, we just were each character. Um, we kind of emulated a team named. Um, they were here for the Past Coalition uh, festival. They were called um, My Privacy. They're a New York team out of UCB. Oh yeah, you were hyping and, them up, and yeah, I'm so yeah, bummed because I was committed to going to one of the shows that they were in, and yeah. then I got swapped, and I had to miss them. So they they play. We pl- tried to emulate them because that was kind of some of the two man sets we'd seen. Um, and we wanted to kind of emulate that because we thought it would work well. Yeah. And I really liked it. So, like, you know, like, um, it, it's a lot of exposition, too, sometimes. So, like, for example, I remember one of the sets Colin and I were doing at the festival, we wanted this, like, mystical golden eagle to fly down and pick up this guy and layer it, like conjured up magic and really we'd be like and then the eagle swoops down and you kind of mime it but you don't have to like do these exact um and let them figure out you can just narrate you it. can narrate it and if you can't do it you're allowed to narrate and i think it, it, if it adds to the story then it absolutely right narrate it. and i think me. because you're limited by the number of people those are kind of ways to compensate to do and we, the, the interesting thing Lack is it really birds. is like a mono scene it tells one story which I well, like. we kind of we kind of did that. We kind of did that at the last at the refinery. We show. did, we did. And we were we like less exposition, but we did change scenes, <laughs> which was cool too. It was more to honor the honor the story and like allow it to progress. It's like right if we just tell you we're at the barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, if we just let you know, hey, we're going to the hospital now. And I think the audience is fine with that. You know, I don't think it like break. It's not breaking the fourth wall. You know, I, and I I know there's a lot of theory and improv that. A lot of people, especially, I, I don't know how much you know about, like, different city styles, but I know some cities are, like, all about emotion or um, this or that, finding the, developing the characters and things like that, which are all very, very, very valuable. But I've also always loved telling a story because I, I, I love walking away from a set and saying that was, like, a full story with, with a beginning and end point. You know, it's funny you say that. Because I found myself very much attracted to the idea of long, long-form narrative improv, like Gossip Badge and Monocene. Like that's yeah. If you get a full story, I, I get a full I, story. I did book club. We were literally making up a book from start to finish. Five hundred one was about a romantic com- comedy, like from start to finish. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like those formats, so. I get it. I'm yeah, I, I think it's, I'm on board. What you're describing sounds like a lot of fun. I think it's underrated because <laughs> I don't know. Like, think of like sitcoms, or think of any TV show you watch, or uh, movies. Like, all these forms of media we consume have a full story. You know, like it, it's a beginning, and end point, right? Even a friend, episode of Friends, which 
well, plug for Coalition Theater or their upcoming Fringe show, but um, it still tells a story. Even if, even if you like, obviously there's an overarching story of all the episodes, but each episode tells a full story, right? You get, you get these things. Yes. <clears throat> I, I think that's very valuable. I, I don't know why a lot of that is lost in improv. I, I think, I mean, I get a lot of people will try to get, I think. Well, that's why doing it in a mono scene, like giving yourself that freedom to narrate, like it just, it allows it to get weird. We, we always want to get weird with it, but weird within the realm of like, I can improvise around the weirdness, uh, but we never can get there because we don't have this idea. Right. Like, it's not always easy. Well, I think we're restricted in gossip badge because we decided early on not to do some of that not stuff. To do some, we did some scene painting and stuff like that at the beginning. But I think with all learning how to do the monster together and also because we have so many people, we kind of stray away from it, which I don't think is bad. I think gossip badge has done very, very well. I've done, we've done some amazing sets. And they work very well. I, I think as you reduce the number of people from a scene, you need to up the amount of narration because you aren't able to do as much as we are because we have more people. So we, we can play seven characters because we have seven people, you know? But when you have two or three, you're kind of more limited. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's easier to get on the same page. Yeah, I, I, I personally like smaller sets, smaller teams. Have in you ever general. done anything solo? I've thought about it. You never you you'll go as low as two. Yeah, have you done a solo set? No. See, I I, I I've never I, even done a solo podcast. I love the idea of going up on stage and doing like a twenty thirty minute set mono scene by myself. Ooh, okay, but, okay, but so, the only okay, issue so. is it's really weird where you'd you'd say something as one character and then you have to go walk over and assume the position of another character and say something to yourself. That just but, seems a little hard. But here's the thing and awkward. Uh, here's the thing. You don't have to do that. You can just respond and like let the audience fill in the blanks. So here's a second best. The show I so the reason I had to miss my privacy was because I was so committed to seeing Limbo Land with TJ Maddox. Okay, I, I did not see that obviously because I was seeing a, my privacy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's a it's a he's a one person musical, um, and he, okay, so he oh I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he could sing. He rhymed incredibly. He was funny as hell. His characters were incredible. He yeah his he How, had he but, would assume four different characters in one scene and it but would be does so that, paced. Okay, so I guess my question is: Does that take away from the scene? At that point, you're becoming more of a bat prob. If you're not assuming different character positions and different areas but on you stage, are, you're not so like, you're not assuming a but landscape. Not, but, but you're not like doing it every reply. Like you're sitting there, like responding, just like one half of the conversation, with the other half being the predictable thing that you can fill in because you go from A to C. You fill in the B. But uh, give me an example. So I'll give you a line to start. Okay. This igloo is too small. But now play three characters in the igloo. But but so here's the thing. He would split it up. He would make it two two-person scenes. So there would be two people. Like this, like he did it at a restaurant. So we'll okay. be at an igloo restaurant or something. But like if two people are sitting at a table, did he not change positions? He would eventually change positions. But he would sit on one side comfortably and have a couple rounds. He, he would switch quickly if he needed to. But like it was mostly about... But if you and I are talking, right, would he be like, you know... Oh, this igloo so small, and then he would just sit there and say the next line as the other person. So imagine, in a different I, so imagine, voice. imagine I said, "What do you mean it's too small? It was your idea, right?" What would you say? 
I thought it would be a good honeymoon, sweetie. Okay, perfect. So you know exactly what I said. You can fill in the blank between it. It was like a... Oh, oh so... This igloo's real small. Well, I, I thought it would be a good honeymoon place. Like... Oh, I see what you're saying. So he would be that same character, and just you, the audience had to fill in the blank what they thought was the response. That, that was by some, he led some, them into it. Sometimes that would happen. It was like the gossip ba- the gossip badge warm up we did, where we had to pretend to be on the phone call by ourselves yeah. and fill in what the the audience had to the at the warm at the practice. The other people had to fill in what they thought the. the phone but he call would was he would play the other character. He would yeah yeah, yeah the I on the phone. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So that, no, that's he did why, a great job at it. No, I, I mean, there's some. I mean, obviously, we're talking about improv. Like, I want to. Like, I, wanna, I know something I don't know that oh, much yeah, about improv no. compared so to the professionals of the world. It's but. so funny because it would be so easy to just figure it out, like just to, just to do it. Well, I, just to practice it and practice it. By yeah, yourself. I mean, the thing is, you can sit in your living room and do it by do, myself. Do, yeah, but I. But why don't I? Well, I don't know. I think part of improv, the fun of it, is the collaborative effort, though. See, when I was with Colin on the team that we did, um, we were doing those two-minute sets, I, we didn't even need the audience to have fun. It was just fun to go to a practice together and just be us two and just literally do sets together. So that's my thing. Is I would lose some of the fun of improv, I think, if I was by myself, right? We'd do something ridiculous, and I'd start geeking or laughing my head or la- or break. And like, I don't know if I'd do that if I was by myself, right? I don't know if I could sit in the living room and like geek at myself, right? <laughs> like, right. part of the fun I think is the collaborative effort. Yeah, I guess uh, my thought about the one person thing is like, I don't think I'm funny enough to do my own improv. See, I, I don't think, I don't think. That's like a thing that I can do. I, I hate like I hate that people always think that like to do improv they have to be funny. Because I don't I think, think improv is about be- necessarily being funny. Like it's not like being a stand up comedian, you know. It's more about being like imaginative and playing along. I I feel like it's the creative but that that's what makes it funny and I don't think I'm good at that. But you are good at that because you you do improv. I've seen you do improv. I'm not. I don't. I, don't you, think, I mean, talk, like day to day life. Like I don't see you as like the class clown type. But I don't think those are the people that make the the improv comedians, anyways. Like you're imaginative. You're quick and you're, you're smart. You know, in their scenes, I think that's what makes good improviser. Like it, that, that's fair, not what fair. that's not what improv is. I think that's what makes improv unique as a as a comedy or art form. Right. I mean, it's not. It's not. Quick one-liners. If you do quick one-liners in improv, I don't think they hit. I've seen people try that. Sure. Or they do hit, and it completely derails the scene. I mean, that's what we that's what we teach. Right. Well, no, I've seen it happen too. I mean, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, I dropped a bottle cap. I know you're obsessed. We'll get it. What? I'm obsessed with what? Bottle caps. 
yeah, fidget, right. you've been fidgeting it all night with it. I just have to do some of my hand. I, I very much have like a yeah. Also, you put it back on the bottle, which I thought was real weird. When when I have a habitual, and you, and you put them on the ground, just laying laying on the. Side. What am I supposed to do with them? Put leave them on the table. Well, there's no coasters for them. They don't need. There's plenty of coasters. I guess that's kind of nonsensical. Right, anyways, um, <laughs> I guess I do move my hands around a lot. I don't really think of that. Do you have any nervous? Not nervous, and I'm not nervous, but. If I'm thinking, like during a test, for example, my legs are always shaking. Sure. If my brain's moving, either my hands or my legs are moving. I, feel I like. have a lot of things I do. Like a lot of like, things that I just do the same. I do it all the time over and over again. Like what? Uh, clack, I clack my teeth like drums. Like, do you do, clench? Okay, because if, oh, yeah, if you're doing excessive forces with them, I, oh. it could be a dental issue. Oh, Later. fuck, I don't want to bring up teeth. <laughs> um, you don't want to start eroding the teeth with... That's uh, fine, it's fine, it's fine, stop it, stop it. Grinding or clenching. I don't grind or clench. All right. Dr. Reed. Um, I do like the feet. Yeah, the leg, yeah, you bounce your leg. Yeah. Yeah. I do that all the time. A lot of tapping. So yeah, it's me with the bobble cap, flipping it in my hands just the same. Is that? I mean, I probably yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't hate playing with it, but I would get bored of it because I would want to do more with it. Well, just do. I'm do, look what I'm doing. I just, I'm flipping it. I can also hear that. Three I'm sure everyone can. Hear or that. here, you know what the pirates do? Read, stop. Where you flip it down each finger like this? Oh, uh, the poker players. Yeah, but you, but fast. Yeah, like pokers or like I think Johnny Depp might do it. And Pirates of the Caribbean, where you flip it down the front. Of your you did the gold coin. I wish I could do that. Uh, people say you can get it if you just practice enough, but it's you need seems... a poker chip. You want a poker chip? Yeah, poker chip. I can get one. It, you like, to, in you your barn? You, you have to entertain real quick. Yeah, it's fine. I can be a one man oh, show. Oh God, it's like the improv. He's here. I'm, like I was saying. Also, do you happen to have more beer? Yeah. Can I have another one? Of course you can. Really. I brought a six-pack, but... We're splitting it. All right. Pass me the poker chip. All right. Yo, but what if I actually do it, but the podcast isn't a video, so they can't see it? Uh, well, then no one will believe you. I can do it really slowly. Does that count? Why not? Sure. Why not? All right, so what age did you find out that Santa Claus wasn't real? I think I was in the fifth grade, so like 10. Because I was getting made made fun of. That's pretty late, actually. But I think that's around when I... Maybe fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. Maybe when I ever learned two. I was late as well. Were you... How, how, How many siblings do you have? Uh, what, at that age? Zero. Oh, so you, okay, so you, you're the uh, last sibling. Or no, I think I was 11. I was 11 when she was born, okay. so. Because I was saying, I was the younger child, so I th- my sister played along to kind of make it more believable. Uh, I played along. I don't remember when my siblings lived. I think they learned a little earlier. Was that like a big moment for you? Um. Oh, I don't know. I think I just didn't question it. I believed them when they were like, I was like, oh, I understand. But I also understand that it was just you. I think I just actually just genuinely felt appreciative. It was like a weird thought for a kid to have. But I think I was genuinely grateful. 
Because I was like, that was cool. Like, man, that like you guys did that. I you think, got me. Yeah, yeah, like a real like. But like, it's like a you got me like surprise party kind of thing. It's like you, you guys love me, you know, like because my my parents made Christmas real special. Right, there's like a show to it. I mean, it, I mean, they did like a broom on the ceiling one year to like oh, wow. emulate like hooves on the roof. Yeah, wow, your parents are really into it. I think it's really special that like we yeah. put society puts on this whole show for kids. Like even like you have to be careful when going out around Christmas time. Like, you don't want to reveal. I'll even play oh, along at like malls careful. and stuff like right like oh yeah every, all adults just kind of agree that for kids we're just gonna kind of keep we're it like, going yeah, yeah let this let this be but I think well I mean I would hate this I guess I hate to see it but like the idea of it breaking a kid's mind sounds so far fetched like there's no Santa and then like they just they're just ruined as a teenager. no I mean that's like that's what, that's what I'm saying so like it's kind of I think we do it because we don't well we just want like kids to have a good Christmas but it's like one of, it's like one of the best not necessarily but yeah it's like one of the best little jokes like everyone's happy like you play along yeah but like there's also something magical as a kid like literally the 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 uh, I can think back right even though I know but at the time I didn't know. There was this kind of magical feeling where it was like, God, dude, Santa's going to, I can't I wait till, go to sleep right? And you couldn't fall, I wake up at like 5 or 6 a.m. every morning. Uh, I would sneak over to the whatever room my sister was sleeping in because she was up and we'd hang out until my parents set a time that we were allowed to actually go That was smart. Out. You got to do that We, we weren't allowed to go until like 8 a.m. or something, 7 or 8 a.m., even though we were up at like 5 and like, I remember my sister, I would like... You know, fuck around with like uh, talking about what we think we got, or you know, we try just trying to keep each other entertained. To it, but isn't that so right? Ah, three hours. Yeah, right, dude. That's so. Oh, I get it. I remember uh, the the first year my parents put in a time like restriction. I actually that was like one of my forays into stand up. I watched stand up for like four hours. It's the first time I ever saw Ellen DeGeneres. I okay. walked in halfway through, and the, her closing joke was something about... Well, you walked in halfway through? Ellen DeGeneres was at your house? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Well, would be cool. The, your I parents said, got you Ellen DeGeneres. I said HBO. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Um, See, you gave me this poker chart. We're going to keep on dropping it. Trying well, to do stop that. fucking dropping it. Be get good. God Dang it, Ray. It's hard to do it with my left hand. Floyd! Okay. Um, oh my god, he comes running for the pit. Oh, he does. What was I just saying? You got me distracted. Uh, the Santa Claus, Ellen DeGeneres, stand up. Oh, uh, her closing bit was about procrastination. And I assume she opened with procrastination. Quickly got away from it. Came back to it or something. And it was hilarious. Because I got a big laugh. How about I just wanted to finish that. I'll pass it back to you. What it sounds like you're saying? Oh, it's my like on my show. Do you burn? Are there questions you're supposed to no, ask every listener? No, this is fun. I feel like uh, I just I, I like I like having fun conversations. What it, what's like a normal conversation? Or that most is everyone else not fun? Uh, you just well, we kind of just like talked a little bit about I don't know whatever. You talk about whatever, whatever the. Am I off topic? Is it supposed to be just improv based? It's it's whatever your creative thing is. And you said you're talking about mostly, you're mostly an improviser, so. Oh, crap. So I, I should have just remained on improv. Mm-mm. I had fun. 
People like it's just a conversation. People are just gonna listen to yeah. it. You're questioning yourself way too much. Am I? Yeah. Well, I, you were all like, "Oh, like back to my show." So. Oh yeah, because well, you questioned yourself. Well, <laughs> well don't me. Have you been to Vegas? Yeah. Right. Bunch as a kid. What? I used to live two hours from there. But you aren't Mormon. I'm not Mormon. <laughs> Remember I had this whole conspiracy theory that you were Yeah, I was a Mormon. Yeah, <laughs> well, sure. you were like, I didn't drink as a, until like really late. And then yeah. you were like, oh, I, I grew up close to Vegas. And I was like, oh, dude, this is all coming together. Jonathan is a Mormon. No, never, <laughs> dude. It just, you know, when you grow up in an environment where they truly don't push alcohol on you, it's never a thing. Well, it wasn't about. just that. It was just like, yeah, but just like that. It's like from the West doesn't drink. No, I get it. Good guy, you know, like Mormon. Yeah, Mormons are good guys. Yeah, I wouldn't hate the association, but I am absolutely not Mormon. <laughs> well, it's funny because you kept me in the dark. You were like, I don't know, for like you were like waiting. It was so much more fun. Than yeah, that, right? right. It's like Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best joke ever. Gotcha. Got copy. Santa Claus is Mormon. <laughs> what? It's a fall <laughs> beer. It's that one. Yeah, I'm drinking the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Was it good? Rich and balanced, traditional. So I, I know this is a typical beer, but how do you put Marzen? M-A-R-Z-E-N. Marzan? Marzan? Oh. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Huh. But fall's your favorite season. Five, let me see. It is. You're correct. Rank Power ranking one of seasons. Wait, where did I, where did I rank? The, oh, there we go. Why do you think we chose four seasons? Like, why not eight or six? I mean, well, like, what, and what would you name the extra seasons? Um, I think sometimes you have to make decisions, and I think there's definitely uh, arguments to other ways, but sometimes it's just a matter of making a decision. <clears throat> That's true. Probably a lot to do with, like, cultural growth season not sorry cultural agricultural growth yeah that like, makes way more sense yeah like summer is like harvest and then the growing season and then death is in the winter yes things like that i assume that's but i don't know how where like how you draw them like start growing here go through this process right. during these months yeah but then i guess the distinction finally came the dates i gave were based on the solstices which have to do with like the ash uh astronomy and when the moon and sun and all those. Oh, yeah. yeah, you were using a lot of 20s. Well, it's the winter solstice, things like that. Like, you know, no. summer solstice. And I forget What's what your they're sign? Uh, I was born March 9th, so I'm a Pisces. Interesting. Fair warning, I do not subscribe to astrology whatsoever. As you don't me. even think it's a fun room to play in? Um, I think I've taken a few too many science classes <laughs> to even enjoy it a little. I just I don't see the value. I, I I actually watched a video on this recently. The um, it, it does. There might be like an actual effect on people that astrology has, but it's a placebo effect, and that people believe that what they don't believe. And if that you know, if I'm such an Aquarius, and then they read into the Aquarius traits, they kind of almost like will assume those traits because they kind of wanted to, Fit not because. It, yeah, I like it. Because I feel like it helps you be self-aware. My example for that is the Libras. 
they're notably indecisive. So I used it to become better at making decisions. See, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you already thought you were bad at making decisions. That fulfilled your. Well, no, I, but I, but I typically was. Like it wasn't right. like it wasn't. Yeah, like but a, like who isn't sometimes indecisive? You know, I think each astrological thing is just kind of like generalized. It, you can look up Pisces right now. I I'm, don't, I I'm don't. not saying that it's not mostly generalized. But I'm, I, I, I am saying that it's fun, and that that's the, that's where I. That's fair. I, I just I. And also, it's good it, it, for me. It's been very good. It's been helped me get more in touch with myself and like learn more about myself. I, I think a lot of millennials or people our age use it as a kind of substitute for religion. It fills a similar purpose. Um, and I just don't have that same. I think of human existence and spirituality um, kind of outside of any organized group or ideals. I'm not saying it's not valuable. It doesn't provide yeah. value to people's lives. I respect that. I just, I personally don't subscribe any value to it in my own life. Interesting. Good way to put, good way to put that. Yeah. I mean, I am a Pisces. It is funny. If you look up, I do like personality tests and things like that. They're fun to look into. I have looked up Pisces traits before. I, I very much do not pull up. I'm curious on Google. What it says, and see if you you know me fairly well. See if if you would. I I don't. You think know how I'm, you know how I'm gonna test it is I'm gonna look up Pisces memes and see if they apply to you. The the other thing is that recently a lot of people sometimes are into, especially business are um, Myers Briggs. Are you know have you do you have you looked at Myers Briggs at all? Or like I INTP ENFP. I don't know what mine is. But I have because I, I also that's another thing like maybe kind of like astrology where like. The, the science behind it doesn't show that it's actually like it, there's not very much science behind it. It's kind of eh. But I feel like I personally fit into my Myers-Briggs really well, oddly enough, even though I know that like there's not a lot of science behind it. Like the description tends to fit me really well, which is interesting. Like, I feel like you're a Pisces. It says like overly emotional, reserved, quiet. <laughs> Quiet is definitely not me. No, not necessarily quiet. Let me see. Traits of Google. Pisces memes suck. Traits of Pisces. Let's see what it says. Their bottomless well of intuition, quick silver imagination, and watery nature make them almost like shapeshifters. Being the final sign of the zodiac also lends them the traits of the other eleven. You couldn't get more generalized than that, I guess. <laughs> they have all the traits that that <laughs> Aang, the last Airbender. <laughs> well, it could also, have been it all also puts them all. In th- it's, it it literally is. Yeah, but like fluid. look here, um, water sign man. Respect the water sign, dude. I'm a waterbender. Um, <laughs> emotional, sensitive adaptable, wild, compassionate, romantic, imaginative, flexible, artistic, intuitive, gentle, seductive, introverted, artistic. I mean, like, I feel like half those apply to me, but, like, who doesn't have a few of those? I mean, like, that, that's my thing with astrologers. It's just very generalized. Like, but it's like everyone fits some of everything. But it's, it's like things you're good at. Like, okay. Yeah, but, like, I'm definitely not introverted. I, I, I'm not... Um... I don't know. I, I just – you can look up people. Like there have been research papers on astrology. P- 
people who are astro are supposed to like be able to astrologists are no better than a randomized public at predicting things about people based on their signs. Yeah, when I hear that, it just makes me sad. But when I look up the memes and I'm like, that sounds like me. Yeah, because people so like yeah, people like the relatable, but it, it just yeah. it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't personally. You're always looking for answers, Reed. I've always been like really curious as a kid. Sure. I've I've always asked really really weird and odd questions. I just always. My dad told me when I was younger, he, he, he had a teacher that made him like it. My dad was, he told my dad essentially the quote is like, there's no stupid questions, you know? Oh, I love it. So I, I kind of grew up, I grew up with a family that always encouraged me to ask things to always kind of keep on asking questions. So I don't know. I, I, curiosity would definitely be a, like a trait I very much value. Sure. Well, people always say I'm a kid at heart, so yeah, you do. See, you do have that quality. That always wanting to know things. I feel like that's viewed as childish. I just think it's the constant like question asking or curiosity. And I'm also loud and extroverted and playful. I guess I don't know. How much time do you spend by yourself? Don't count work. Don't count sleeping. Just free time I have that I'm able to spend by myself. If I had to choose or if, like, all my friends are busy and... Both. How much free time do you spend by yourself? It's a hard question. I, I don't know. I, like, the, like, today, after school, I went home. I spent a few hours by myself, but before coming over here to hang with you, but I was doing like chores and stuff. Do you count that or do you want time that I actively spend by myself mm. doing things that people would consider like an activity like reading or TV things that people Whatever, decompress yeah. with? That um, like they're typical quote, quote unquote self-care. introverted self-care activities. Because yeah. if I count that, not much, very little. If I'm by myself, I'm doing something productive. Chores I'm more productive by myself, but homework. all my free time, I would prefer to be with other people. Hmm. Okay. I believe you. You're an extroverted Pisces. <laughs> I got it. Well, it stems, a lot of it also stems from the fact that um, I have like anxiety and OCD. So a lot of um, time spent by myself, uh, that kind of comes out more. So I, being with people I enjoy more because it allows me to interact with others and kind of um, it, it relaxes me because my brain doesn't have, I can actively focus on our conversation. I don't get caught in my own thoughts, you know? So I prefer spending time with others because I'm happier because I enjoy speaking with people and learning more and sure sharing ideas. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm literally trying to do with this. Like, I encourage this kind of dialogue. So, um, I feel like I'm a good. I like listening. Yeah, I like to hear. Well, that's. I, I feel like I've been talking way more than you. I've kind of, I'm starting to feel bad. No. Well, that's the thing is, like, I mostly know what I think. 
Like that's why I don't listen to I don't like re-listen because I don't want to hear myself say. Well, that. I also just don't like my own voice. <laughs> I mean, no one likes her own voice. That's like a. I don't know. People all like, people have told me that I have like a good host voice, and I'm always I'm always you you have surprised. Like you have a very like. It's pretty to say it's like um, it's like comforting. Like your voice is confident. No, no, comforting. Comforting. It's like not. Um, it's not like deep enough that it's like overly like <clears throat> overbearing or high enough that it's annoying. It's like right in kind of like the middle of a good male voice. The danger zone. Yeah, it's the danger zone. Yeah, and also like you're soft spoken enough that it just feels. I don't know. Like I, I've never thought that your voice was weird in any way. I really like your voice. It's like. Yeah, I, I never really noticed anyone. But that, that but many, very voice. few people have voices. I feel like that people dislike, you know. But everyone says they dislike their own voice on audio. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I. So. I. I. I, that, that, I think that's the only way I, I was able ever to get over it was by re- forcing myself to believe that idea. Like mm-hmm. no one cares. No one cares. No one thinks. Oh, you have a weird voice. You're the only one who thinks that. But then how about the like the few people that do have weird voices, right? I do know a few people in my life that have been like, ah, like people with really high-pitched, like squeaky voices or people that like just but have I, these weird intonations. And then like does anybody ever tell them that their voice is annoying? Or do they just li- – maybe that maybe my voice is that way and no one like is mean enough to tell me, you know? Um, well – Someone has been definitely mean enough to tell someone. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> you would have known by now. Uh, I'm I'm assuming there's there's good odds, but I don't know. I um I feel like they would they would probably bring it up to someone they eventually get close with. I uh, again, I guess I could revert back to my thought of making my kid ugly and smart, where it's like someone likes that, they'll get by. I'll figure something out. I guess. I don't know if they're smart. Make them smart. Please make them smart. But would being ugly be so bad? Oh, no, no. You're choosing for them to be ugly but smart. I hope they're also dedicated. And, dedicated. And want for more. Some smart people do. Some people, smart people don't. I feel like willpower is a different characteristic, which is Ooh. weird. It's a whole That's another ballgame. Would game. you rather on that? That's going to be a whole Would you rather be smart with no down. willpower or dumb with willpower? And we can get into the whole capitalism and whether or not certain, you know, so I don't get into, you know. Dumb with willpower just means world. you're just doing all your dumb ideas and they don't usually work. <laughs> it's not work. dumb we're talking about, though. And smart with nothing just means you don't do anything. I'd rather do and be dumb. I, I've The older I get, this is sad, the older I get, the more I subscribe to Ignorance is Bliss. The more I realize yeah, situations you know where I'm you like, sometimes ignorance right. is bliss. Sometimes right. it would be better not to know about certain things. I think you're right because I feel like um, – Kids are happier. <laughs> I feel like I've taken a lot of – Most kids. Some kids. I feel like I've taken a lot of like space to get out of yeah, trying to know everything. And it's been a lot nicer. It's a lot quieter. My God, I could hear him purring. Dude, your cat has the loudest purr and is the cutest cat. I might just take him home. You can't do that. Anybody who has not met Jonathan's cat needs to come hang out with Jonathan's and meet Jonathan's cat. 
Because Floyd is literally one of the best cats. I, I've only known Floyd for a few hours now, and already one of my favorite cats. Bless, yeah, he's the best. He's so. He, le- I literally did the like squeaking thing that cats like. That I did growing up to my cats. He literally came flying across the apartment to come get pets. Whereas some cats would be like, Fuck like you, either what? slowly walk over or just be like, "Fuck off, yeah." So, uh-oh, you're getting riled up. He's getting a little He's getting riled, riled up. Get a little... Have you ever had Floyd on as a guest? Uh, no, but I did make a post about it as a joke. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be funny. Just because he had a loud meow when I came upstairs. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a talker. He He's a little chirpy sometimes. Yeah, he's sure. chirpy, Floyd? He gets chatty. I like chatty. I like, yeah, you I like, you chatty, like chatty in my home all the time. The other day, okay, so when I, went, when I got back from camp. <clears throat> oh, which you never texted me about. Well, it didn't work out, so I didn't text it. I don't want to. I don't want to break. Your don't heart. break my heart. Yeah, just knew. I figure you're like oh, it's fine. I end up. What I do anyways? Don't. I don't care. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You're uh, at camp. I get back from camp. Okay, you get back from camp. I'm at home and I'm unpacking, and it's like fine. Um, and Floyd is visibly acting different. He's distraught. He's following me around. He's being real aggressive. He's He's meowing way more than normal. He's got like a little more aggressive sounding meow too. He's got like a very sweet meow for you, but normally he gets a little he gets a little yeah. more casual know, with it. But this one was also like a little stronger with it, like this specific post camp meow. And then I started because I do this, and I feel like most pet owners probably do something like this, where it's like I started talking to him, mm-hmm. like telling him like. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 I, asked, yeah, 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 yeah. I asked someone to come by. They couldn't make it. Uh, I knew I was coming back the next day. I didn't think it was a big deal. And he would meow back. And, yeah. But, like, there was, like, more space or whatever. And, like, right. he genuinely, like, he hit all the beats. Like, he, t- he had tone. Oh, perfect his, improviser. It was, it was so, it was, Boy, I, it was yeah. such a strange experience. But it was also, like, it ended with, like, uh. I'm sorry, I won't let it happen again. And he, he understood. walked away. Like, he yeah. ended the conversation. He walked away. Like, it was so fucking cool. Let me look for this. I, I think I have a video of, of my cat. My old my, my old cat, Lila. She looks to be um, 16. I think I have a video of her actually doing, like, a call and response like that. That, that I, I think you'd love to watch because it reminds me of Floyd in that way, the way you're talking about it. Well, while you do that, no, I'll, well, if I, I'll either find or I won't. I'm gonna set up the ending of the show. The ending of the show? We've been going for about two hours. No way! Hour it's going that quickly. Maybe hour and a half. Maybe I don't know. We took a little break. I did actually let Reed go to the bathroom. We did go to the bathroom. Psych. Um, and then yeah. So. I, oh, I can't um, find it. Okay. Well, but anyway, so <clears throat> season five was started when I moved here, and I was trying to find a new way to end the show because when I first started doing this, I used to ask people, what was the weirdest thing in my room? And don't start looking. Everyone starts looking. <clears throat> you will have an opportunity. Uh, then when I moved out of that apartment, I stopped doing that because I was in a, I was in like, I had like a small room as a studio mm-hmm. for the podcast. Walls were blank. Over time, it started to fill up again, and I thought about doing it, but then I moved to here, where now I brought it back. But also, while I was here, I was also like, maybe I should find a new way to end the show. So I would ask people how they would end the show, so you will also come up with a way that you would end a podcast. 
And the third way, um, I will explain when we get there. So well, I'm you're, you're doing all three. Okay, first is find the weirdest thing in your room. And then I will talk about it for a minute. I'll tell you the okay, story. Second way is... How you would end the show. How I would end my own podcast or in your podcast? End my podcast. Okay. Um, and then the third thing is how I discovered. I want to end my season five podcast. How and, you discovered? I discovered by doing this, how would you end the show? Because what I used to do when I started season five was I would ask people how they would end the show, and then I would do that with the next guest, have them tell me how they did the show, and I'd do all of them continuously, all these suggested ideas, <clears throat> until I found one that I loved. Which is find the weirdest thing in your room? You said what? Which is find the weirdest thing in your room? No, no, no. It's the third one, which I'm not going to explain. I'm really confused. Number one, weirdest thing in the room. No, I get that. Number two. We're just doing these things to do them or? or Yeah, this is how I end my show now. I do all three things. Number one, weirdest thing in the room. Yep. Number two, how would I end the show? Yep. Right? Number three. And I'm not telling you that until we get to number three. It was the last person's suggestion. It was the last suggestion that I took. It was? Yeah. Who was the previous guest? I don't remember who it was. No, no, it wasn't like the last one. It was, it was like, you found one you liked, and that is how you end every show now. Yes, on season five or all season? season five. Okay. I see. Is yeah, each yeah. season follow that same pattern? Or is this a season no, no, five no. Every, well, I, I told you that at the top. I said the first two seasons. <laughs> the first two seasons, four I did beers sing in my room. Okay, you, you haven't even like barely sipped, sipped that the fourth one. beer. Yeah, mm, that's also going, a smaller going. one. Um, no, this is like this. If you do this right, this will take some time. So that's oh the plan. shit. Make it count. Okay. Well, I'll need time to search your room. Well, okay. Hang on. Um, season one and two is it weirdest okay. thing in the room, and then season three and four. I I don't ask me that. how I wanted to end it. No, I never. I don't think I did anything. Well, I you texted me. Soon. Well, now. Okay. Hey. Weirdest thing in my room. Read. Go. Oh, in this room or in the entire apartment. I would say in this room, but uh, if you want to, I'm not going to stop you from looking in my entire apartment. Okay. In the meantime, I'll give you a would you rather while I search for the thing in your room. Okay. And also, please remember that I, I, I am currently changing the my room, so it's a mess. I think you said just the, this room. Oh, you're going to search this room? Okay, cool. You, oh, your <laughs> bedroom. You, if you wanted to, you could. What do you want me to do? What do people usually look in? Your bedroom? In, in this room. Oh, the living room? Yeah. Okay, then I'll do the living room. Okay. Okay. D- don't pick that picture. Why not? Just don't pick the picture. Has someone already picked it? Yeah. Okay. Or it's the, how the third ending ends. Uh, you revealed yeah. it. Oh, I have to like make out with the guy eating a stop, warm stop, sandwich. Stop, stop, Okay. Um, <laughs> I got you. All right. Would you rather be a tree that has consciousness, and we're talking like an oak tree at a park, and you're you, but you're now trapped inside a tree's body. You can't do anything. You just oh be a tree. God. Or Jesus. you have to be... Uh, a you get to be a window at a New York skyscraper overlooking the city but you feel the pain of being hit with a baseball that is thrown from Yankees Stadium once every five years Wait. 
I'll leave you with that while I look for the weirdest thing in your room, and you can just talk about it. Okay. So I'm currently tasked with having to choose between one of these, one of these two things. One of them is being oak tree at a park. <laughs> An oak, almost black that black mirror style thing with the woman and the bear, where she was just inside the bear. Just forever in a dusty museum. Um, that sounds miserable. But the other option is being a window in New York. And once every five years, I get hit with a baseball. From Yankee Stadium. From Yankee Stadium. Which doesn't make sense. Don't just go through my shit. What? I'm trying to find a way to your room. I'm not allowed to do that to find it. That doesn't. Oh, you yeah, like, you tell me you played Destiny. I played the shit out of okay, Destiny, yeah, so I can't go through this. You shouldn't. Can I? Yeah, you can do whatever okay, you want. Well, you said, yeah, well, do you want me to find the weirdest thing, or do you want me to just <laughs> randomly pick like a random? All person? right, all right. I randomly just point. Okay, in. so do you uh, want me to find it or not? Just find it. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess. If I'm really going to go with the more interesting choice, it's going to be New York. But that sounds just as miserable as trying to do it. You're choosing New York? Park. Yeah, I'm choosing New York. Why? Because that sounds more interesting. But think of all the cool things in the park, plus you could be a living being. Rather than a non-living? I'm still a thing that can't move or do anything. Yeah, but at least you get the experience being a tree. I don't know if I want to experience being... They both sound bad. Can we acknowledge that? Yeah, so... Um, I think you're discounting the fact that the window is not living. You don't get to experience the joy of living. So I just die? No, you're not dead. You just feel pain every five years. So I'm just a con- am I am I still a consciousness? Am I just like in this crazy no body? God, you're just going in. Well, I'm finding the weirdest thing. I'm going. I know what you're bringing. I'm not okay. bringing anything. You gotta put it all back when you're done. You pause it. Yeah, but that, now it's going. And is it going? So you get that? You found the top I three I found the top things. three things. Oh, God. Have any of these been chosen before? I'm showing you them now. No, no one's ever dug through my shit before. Reece. What, they just randomly chose, like, the TV? Or something. They would find something and look at it. Well, I hope I have novel items, then. Has anything been repeated? Did I miss a well-known weird object? No, I like curtains. I've had people ask about curtains. curtains? Well, you, you mentioned the curtains when you got here. Yeah, but they're not weird. They're just red curtains. Okay. Anyways, here are my three odd items. Would you, do you want to please? I'll hold it up and you describe it. Sure. Okay. Do you dislike that I went through your stuff? No, it's just... They're not that... I don't know. Go ahead. What? They're kind of... Okay. 
<laughs> See? It's kind of weird. It's very weird. <laughs> why, do you, why do you have this? I thought it was a handcuff at first. It's a janitor like hearing thing. Yeah, why do you have this? Someone gave it to me, and I just—I've always had it. Wait, so it, he says the janitor the key ring. It seems like a big janitor it, key ring. It's literally a key ring attached to a New Orleans lanyard, oh, which makes the, sense because he oh, lived in New Orleans. That's the college I went to. But the key ring's literally the lo- like the size of a handcuff. I can fit almost my hand through. Well, if I try, I can fit my don't hand do it, through. Don't it. do it! Don't right. do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! It's large enough to fit my hand through. It's a giant key it's ring. A big old, it's, it's a big old it's, boy. The diameter of the circle is like three inches. Like this would be ridiculous to carry around the town. Like, I, like no one has this many keys unless you're like a janitor. So I think that's really weird for you to have. Sure. How'd you get it? Someone gave it to me. For, why? Were they a janitor? No, they had it. And I said, "Can I have this?" And they said, "Yes." Who was it? I don't remember. It was so long ago. Okay, that's weird object. Yeah, that is on my floor. Weird object number two. It's a Rubik's pyramid. It's a Rubik's cube in the shape of a pyramid. It's four colors. It's right. It's four sided with a base and three sides. That, uh, Are you into cubing? No, because because for me, cubing was always about this idea of like, if you figure out this formula, then you're gonna get it, and it's just gonna be like super easy. Whereas like this seemed like something that I'd have to like I could I could oh, get it by accident. It clicks really nice. It clicks when you move pieces. So that was my intention with getting that. Wait, say <laughs> I was focused on the clicking. I missed what you said. I said, "Don't be dad- upset with me, Dad." Um, I got it because I, I feel like with the Rubik's cube, you have to know the formula. Right. With this, I feel like you don't have to know the formula. But you were able to solve it. Yeah. It's currently unsolved. Okay, because, well, because I, I mix it up and I, I think back. this is weird just because I've never seen a Rubik's cube in the shape of. I know they came in other cube sizes, and my dad actually had like an octagonal one as a kid. But I've never seen a pyramidal one, pyramidal, which I think is cool. Pyramidic, probably not that weird, I guess, in the end. But it is fun to move around. It, oh, it moves it's, in, a, it's a nice. I should have been fidgeting piece. with this all show. That would have been okay. the most annoying. The last thing found in the same. Bucket as the that's my it's not like junk drawer. Okay, it was a cool junk drawer. People, you're telling me no one else has been in the junk drawer because had tons of weird items. Is a book, and I didn't even look in this book, but it, it was weird enough based on the cover because we were talking about the conscious oak tree that I chose uh, it. And it's funny. written by do you know this author? It's written by Hannah Zanow Z A I N O. I'm probably butchering that name. I don't know how to say her last name. But the the, the book zine. is called. It, it, and I'm saying book. This is more like a pamphlet. It's, it's a zine. It's it's a zine. What's a zine? That was that a zine. is a zine. It's like a pamphlet. It's it's full. Are these poems? I believe it's poems. It's about plants. So right. So the cover. The reason I chose it was the name of the cover because we're talking about oak trees. Is plants don't hurt you like people do. So if you're a tree, maybe people can't hurt you. If I fall on a person, then I'm hurting them. No, no, no. This doesn't say plants don't hurt other people like you do. It says plants don't hurt you like you do. What if I stop taking in oxygen and then they only have – or what if I stop taking in CO2 and they only have oxygen? Then what happens? I don't think plants plants can consciously stop doing that. But what if if plants made that decision? What if they had free will? And they all decided like, you know what? I'm good. 
They might, we just don't know. I'm turning off my mitochondria. The cell walls are useless. Oh, you're so fidgety. I'm trying to figure out what's in this book. That would be really sad if plants could do that. How would you end this show, Reed? <laughs> Alright, well, first of all, I think the weirdest thing you own might be the giant key ring. That's funny that, that you picked a giant thing. Well, but you didn't like, pick the I've most. I've never seen you someone didn't pick to own the it. most giant thing. Ah, uh, the giant. Uh, <laughs> Love the giant pen for the, the safety yeah. pin. Yeah, I, I, saw, I guess that's not that weird though. Mm. It's just a larger version of. Oh, I guess you make the argument for the key. Oh, what's that next to the phone? It's supposed to be for keychains. It's in the shape oh, okay. of an amp. Okay, that's not that weird. No, is that phone operational? Yeah, that's the buzzer thing I told you about. Oh, okay. So how would I end your show? Yeah, what would you do if you were to end a podcast? What would you do? Uh, like and subscribe on my no um like a question or something something to get something a convert something to talk about how long is it supposed to be like a, a minute a minute two minutes however long I don't know we 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 can do it. we can that I just want to know no pressure just pick something what's your uh do you have an ultimate goal with this show no in life yeah. There's something that, like, if you did it, you'd be like, this is what I've been, like, striving for. Do you have, do you have something like that? It, I don't, I think it's okay if people don't. I'm just curious if people have, some people, like, find what they want to do or, and then also, I, I don't, I also think it's very, like, bad that as society we think that people have to have something to strive for. Sure. But, like, do you have, if you do, I'm just curious what it is. Ooh, that's a deep, that's a, this is a very vulnerable question, I feel it is. like. It um, can be. Some well, people are like, oh, I want to be a doctor, you know. Well, I think from mine, it's Which like... A noble pursuit. Sure. I've never really known until recently what I wanted to do. Um, but I think one thing that I've always wanted, and it hasn't been like a goal, I've, it hasn't always been a goal I've been striving for. I definitely when I was like younger, but like, um, I think I've always wanted, I've always liked the idea of getting married. Okay. Like having that commitment. So, so you think that getting married would be, like, something that gives your life the most meaning or, like, is, like, kind of your goal as of right now? No. But that's the best way I know how to answer your question. That's true. It's not a goal. It's something you hope happens. It's, like, a, it's something I've always wanted to some degree. It's always been on my radar, I guess. And I feel like nothing else has always been, other than, like, general, like, happiness and right, right. good things for everyone that I love. But like, but, like, a personal thing, like, just for me, like, I think that would um, just be something for me. It would, yeah. be, it would be the purest thing for me. Everything else would be, like, a success, and I really don't think there's any... I feel like the the greatest successes, the most fun ones, are the ones with team, like with a team aspect to it. So it's going to be more than just like me. Improv. Team. Improv team. We win as a team, we lose as a team. And you choose poverty with the, your loved one over 
Over money. Over money. So I guess that's high in my show. What does that person what what does that person want? Out of life. I don't know. That's a good uh that's a good I guess if you don't already have it, what if you already what if you already have the answer by the end? The answer or what, what if you what already, if you already, if you already know what they want to do by with their life oh. by the time you end the show? I ask them another question. Perfect. Well, there's no there's no lack of questions. Yeah, I feel like you're uh, you're a good well for that. We just well the way I discovered that I love ending season five. So we will. I'll say what, I'll say what it is. You'll do it. And then we'll say make go- out with the- we'll say goodbye and then love you. Um, no, you have to describe it. Ah, uh, what Charlie kind of did. Okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. All right. So that that's fair. Only people who have been here will know what it looks like. But so, okay, it's that picture, portrait. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's a painting, right? I assume. I'm not answering questions. Okay. You're describing. It's a painting that is. Three feet by three feet high by two feet wide, and it is a skeleton whose chest is made of mechanical gears holding out a dollar bill. And he has also on his chest, he's wearing a I think it's like a brown beaten blazer and a green tie. And uh, out in front of him, he's using his left hand to eat a sandwich that has what I can only describe as um, filled with worms, pink worms, into his skeleton mouth, which is wide open and looks straight back into the background, which has green a green swirl on it with circles. And then we're going to move to his skull. He has a long, sorry, up to his skull. He has a long vertebrae, a long neck. And on his skull, um, he has or- his, his skull sockets are filled with orange balls. Just They're filled with orange colorations. And um, like I said, he's feeding himself the worm sandwich with his left hand. And his nose is a kind of a black cavity and then if you move up his brain is there so it's a his skeleton still with a brain intact but the skull around the brain is gone so I guess some of the skull is eroded but on top holy fuck I even get up to the I haven't even looked that enough into it uh, I'm just trying on top of the brain is an animal of some sort or an, am- an amoeba it's not an amoeba it's like a my first thought was anteater, but that's not right at all. It's a it's a blue creature with multiple legs that is laying on top of his brain. It's, it looks like it's almost kind of like incorporated itself into the brain. And the front, the head of the animal is kind of towards the front near his forehead. But um, Jesus, yeah, that's really the best way I could describe it. Um. The animal looks like an anteater with a short trunk that's all colored blue or turquoise with a large diamond as an eye. And you have to remember, I'm, I'm a good 15 feet back from this painting. So it has multiple legs, one, two, three, four, four legs, eight legs total and a tail. 
Um, I'm trying to think, did I miss anything? I said the gears in the chest, which is I I actually didn't realize until later. Uh, on the left shoulder shoulder of the skeleton, his um his bones are actually showing. The blazer is ripped away there. I think wow. that's about it. Well done. Well done. I uh, I love hearing people describe it. Oh wait, one, oh. two. The way the way the way you went about it. <clears throat> oh, he's getting up. Okay. Yep, yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Well, uh... Okay, he... Uh-huh. I had to count because of my dental background. He does have the correct number of teeth. He has... Oh, his wisdom teeth have not been pulled perfect. out. I had, to, I had to count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, he has all 32 teeth, it looks like, so... But they're all shaped the same. Yeah, they, they, they don't really have much anatomy like we do. They all kind of look similar. But I like it that way. His canines are in... Well, sure, their point sure, here, sure. but yeah, oh my god, his mouth's wide open. Like he has a very large ability. He has a very wide opening of his mouth to fit that sandwich in. But can I ask before we end the show, just where you got this? Is this a well-known painting, or is a friend commission it for you? Uh, a, friend like, gave, a, a friend gave it to me. From did they find it? Like, or did they make it? I think uh, I actually I can I have yet to confirm. I think one of their friends made it. Okay, interesting. A friend of a friend. I like it. That's a good ending. Yeah, to, yeah, that's because yeah, yeah. I now I, I feel compelled to go back and listen to the podcast. We see other people describe it. How, can you tell me before you end, or maybe you can tell me after? But how did I describe it compared to others? Is that a very typical? You started at the bottom. Did most people start at the top? They start at the top. Interesting. Okay, but it's kind of similar words. They to, start with what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're describing the same thing, so yeah. you're going to use the word similar, gears yeah, yeah. and the same colors and brain. You're talking about as. Skeletons, like uh, yeah. Did anybody else say ant either? Uh probably once or twice. Oh, damn. Some sort of. I think you think you have an original thought. Nothing's truly original, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? Good. Good. I mean, I'd 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 come over and talk to you like this without a podcast. I mean, it's like whatever. Like so nice. I just like talking to people. Yeah. Only a four minute. Hopefully, walk. I ain't talk too much. Yeah. Right. We learned we're so close to each other. Yeah. Uh, is there anything we did get to that you wanted to get to? Any shout-outs you want to make or anything you want to I mean, I can talk forever. <laughs> if you want to talk, stay up to like 3 a.m., I can talk. I don't no, care. I but bad. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, shout-outs? No, I don't think so. There's Gossip Badge, right? Gossip Badge, my mom, my dad, my sister. Come see us on Saturday. We'll be at the Coalition Theater at 8. My grandparents. It's coming out tomorrow, so tell your grandparents to listen. <laughs> They'd be like, what are you talking about with the free will stuff? Like... <laughs> Maybe they'd get it. My grandparents are pretty smart. Well, yeah, gossip badge on Saturday, like you said. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, you can just say goodbye. All right. Good. Goodbye. What? what why? You never you told me. The, it's called the producers. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. You never told me the name of it. Yeah, it's called the. It's the pro- producers. The producers. All right. Goodbye. This is the producers checking off. Pass it back to Jonathan. Oh
This episode is brought to you by the RVA Podcast Network. Find more information at rvapodcast.org.